This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, are you using black outrage to promote anti-blackness? Are you in need of a light-skinned accountability partner? We also pay black women and explore child incarceration. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Let's do this. Oh my God. We're recording. The mic is on. We are. Yes. We yes. Are. Yes. Yes. Oh, my voice sounds mad deep today. You're not going to congratulate me? Oh, I didn't know that was a victory. I didn't know. I like it. Your tone, your deep tone. I couldn't tell if it was oh, something okay. you was excited about well, or, or not. I mean, I have this deep tone because clearly there's something wrong with my throat right now, <laughs> but I do enjoy it. Um, Remember when you were young, when we were younger, and mm-hmm. anytime your friend had something wrong with her throat, you were like, "You need to stop sucking dicks." I don't remember that. That um, was not. That's not a part oh, you of my story. Didn't have your friends. Those uh, no, that wasn't a thing. We did talk about sucking dick a lot before anyone had ever seen a dick. Mm-hmm. That was like a thing. Sucking dick was a big joke. But no, that's not something. Oh, we said yeah, anytime to your throat was doing something. Mm. How did you give us sucking dicks? I don't even know if we were sucking dicks. Right, right. I probably was. But I don't know if everyone yeah. in the group was. No, I think um, for whatever reason, my group of friends, that would have been a fight. <laughs> <laughs> These are like, even right now, <laughs> that's, that's a whole fight right okay, there. That was like a joke. Like, I don't know, like, shut up, bitch. Like, it was like that kind yeah, of joke. Yeah, we did call each other bitch casually. That was a thing. Mm-hmm. But that's why I need to stop sucking dick, bitch. <laughs> That's like we were like eleven. We were, oh yeah, I'm not thinking you. that young. How, how old I think you in thinking? high school. Not I oh. wasn't sucking dick at eleven. No, neither were we. But we always talked about dicks. Oh nah. Oh nah. When I was that age, um, if you suck dick, you was a whore. So we wouldn't have oh. said that. Maybe that's why we would have fought. Yeah, we would have okay. fought. Yeah, got it, got we would have definitely. No, fought we wouldn't have made those jokes in high school. school. Yes, we also would have still fought in high school. Because oh. who are you talking to? <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen and Jay. And sucking right. dick. <laughs> oh my goodness. Since that was so inappropriate. Where we started. How you doing, Jay? I'm doing good. I feel well rested and shit. Mm-hmm. It's Word, good. Me it's too, good. Me Even too. though we did not fully sleep, we did not get that a full That was a good power rest. nap. It was. it was. It was. It was. It was. Yeah. So it was I feel. Really I feel good. For first time listeners, we do not live together, but we uh, <laughs> record in my apartment, mm-hmm. and so we took a nap. Yep, and so it was great. And here we are, Snaps wide are awake, ready to fucking podcast. Word. Are you gonna ask me how I'm doing? No. Oh, I wasn't. But <laughs> no. Yeah. How are you doing? Tell us in your not deep voice. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. It's whatever. You don't know me. You don't know me. Whatever. Whatever. Oh God! I had a fight like that once with a man. That was the whole like I had a job in the lobby. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, how are you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what you been up to how was your weekend oh uh, my weekend was actually really good i brought mm-hmm. mad like house shit yes i, I usually i use did y'all to, did you go to talk target I, I ordered from target okay i use your holiday for all the sales your holiday is christmas not you i'm oh, pointing to you y'all. Like, my, my birthday okay. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't looking at the sky 
Yeah, like what? Holiday. 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 You don't know that. Yeah, holiday. I always okay. use y'all Christmas to just buy mm-hmm. shit because everything mm-hmm. be like $2 okay. and then it be shipped mad quick. Like I ordered shit on Thursday and it started yeah. coming Friday and, and Saturday. Nice. That's dope. So I'm buying stuff for the apartment, doing shit. Mm-hmm. I have... Um, about a week and a half off at the regular job, the nine to five. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do Dope. house shit. Yeah. I'm gonna be in here, yeah. and I'm kind of already finished. I did too much this that's weekend. That's cool. But yeah, so that's Good. my weekend. All right. Had a little wash day, which was nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's cool. Your hair looks very healthy. Thank y'all. Good. Thank Good. Y'all. Good. Good. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag hashtag Tea with QJ. We love when you use that shit on all the social means: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, whatever, whatever you hashtag on. Use that hashtag. We love it. We love it. Another hashtag we want for you to use. We want you to use is Pod N, and that is a now listening hashtag, and that just allows other people who use the hashtag to find. That is right. And one of the first segments that we do on this podcast is our libations segment. And that is when we pour libations for the people, places, and things that are giving us black ass, black Black joy. joy. They are our shout outs. They are our, this song's dedicated to the homies. They are our that. They are young, gifted, and black. They're that. (laughs) They are pour a little liquor out. Uh, forum and uh, yeah, those are what libations are. So, Queen, do you have libations this week? Yes, all right. So, I got libations for all y'all bitches, all y'all, right? So, to be more specific about which bitches, I have libations for the donation bitches, yes, the listener bitches, Listeners. the pot and live bitches, Ooh, pot the live. Juneteenth bitches, Juneteenth bitches. bitches from all our talking gigs, yes, bitches from Grapevine, hey Grapevine, hey bitches from For Harriet, hey For Harriet international bitches yes, rating and reviewing ass bitches yes rate us on apple Podcasts. libations to all you yes. bitches we love y'all y'all made this year yes. amazing absolutely libations to all y'all what a great fucking year we had what a great fucking decade yo, yo. we started a podcast in the decade we're still doing it it's still. been like six years yo this song is dedicated to, to the podcast, oh, podcast that didn't last oh man <laughs> This is for Yikes. those podcasts. Hey. This is for those podcasts. Gone too soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you when we, we get, get there. there. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Oh, you mentioned um Pod and Live NYC, bitches. Mm-hmm. And again, for new listeners, Pod and Live NYC is our annual black podcast meetup that we do. It's the largest black podcast meetup in the world. World, 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 world Yeah, world. so we do that every year in the spring, and we partner with a bunch of other podcasts to do it. So, yeah, libations. To, I want to piggyback on that. Libations to all of you niggas. Juneteenth, bitches. We throw a Juneteenth party every year. We've been doing that for, like, five years, four years four years more than pod and live we started yeah we had our fourth we had our fourth the last juneteenth we did was our fourth juneteenth Mm -hmm. um like before we could even find a juneteenth event now more people are doing events like that but we did it when we couldn't find anything yeah that's why we did it it yeah that quote-unquote millennials were doing for juneteenth and now the day that we do it like mad other people do it and that's dope that was the whole point turn up for freedom So libations to everybody who participates in that and celebrates that with us. And lastly, 
Well, I like talking, so maybe it's not last. Yeah, week. but like, for anybody, you know that ain't the last. Yeah, you also mentioned libations for our family over at Grapevine, and anyone who has watched us over on uh, Grapevine on YouTube. So libations to the whole cast there, of course. And um, yeah, that's if you haven't checked it out, be sure to check out Grapevine on YouTube. I'll put a link actually in the show notes to their channel. Yeah. So Jay. Yo, hi. Yes. What are you libating? My libations, oh, are for more bitches. Our homie, Emeka, who was our production assistant this hey. year. Yes. And that was helpful as fuck. Um, Emeka did mad research for the podcast yes. and gave us ideas, story ideas and shit like yep. that. And that was something that we had never had any no. help with that before. And it was a nice help. It was. It was. We are a team of two, two. on this podcast. So it's nice to be able to have an idea and be like, hey, Emeka, can you look into, into blah, 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 blah. And then we can make it like what Tea with Queen and Jay does yep. with the stories mm-hmm. and shit like that. So, so yeah, thank you so much, Emeka. We love and appreciate you. And Emeka reached out to us and was like, hey, I want to do, do this, this for you guys. And, and we're like, we were oh, like my God. oh, my God. We want you to do that. Wow. Thank you. We never thought that. That we could have someone do that <laughs> do anything so yeah so we, we definitely appreciate that and um if you want to help and support this podcast in that way okay. if you have something you think you can contribute to us hit us in the inbox hit us in our t-mail at twithqueenandj at gmail.com yeah so jay do you want to tell people how and why they should donate to this podcast so Mm-hmm. This podcast is a free podcast. Free ninety nine. We do this work for free. We are out here dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism for free ninety nine. We are. This is not a quote from Money, but she said this. I can't remember it to quote it, but it is. I'm paraphrasing. We are intervening in the lives of black folks. <laughs> I forgot. Meaningful interventions. That's what she said. Oh, that sounds meaningful yeah, that sounds interventions. More like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're intervening in niggas' lives. I'm yo. Like, that no, she like said, it. like, mean, meaningful. She said, meaningful interventions in the lives of black folks. Something like that. Yeah. That's but dope. anyway, this is the type of work that we do for Free 99. And we need and appreciate your support to keep it going. We have uh, bills surrounding this podcast, mm-hmm. we have equipment that we use for this podcast and all of that we are able to pay for with donations from listeners. Can you pay my bills? Can you pay my telephone bill? Yeah, yo. So that's what we use our donations for. (laughs) We use them to travel when we have to. We use them sometimes to actually donate to to people. Yeah, to other people. Uh, We use them to support our community when we have events Mm -hmm. and shit like that. Uh, Most of our events, Uh, all of our events have been free. And so we do... um, we use the money for shit like that mm-hmm. and like to buy us food and shit when we are preparing mm-hmm. for the podcast. Yep. So that's what your donations help do and help support everything y'all give us. We put back into the podcast and hopefully one day we will get so much money that we can put some of it in our pockets. That'll be nice. That'll be dope. So I'll get into how you could donate. So you can go to our website, teawithqueenandj.com. Scroll down on our homepage, and there's where you will find two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can put however much you want in the pot, however many times you want. There is no commitment for the PayPal. Our second option is our Patreon option, and that is where we're asking for only $2. $2. You can give more or less. That is up to you. You decide that with some option given as bitches. Um, but that is another way that you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay with a little bit more commitment and consistency. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Another way that you could donate to Tea with Queen and Jay that is not monetarily is by subscribing to this podcast. If you listen to this podcast, press subscribe. That is helpful. That makes this, I don't know, it does something in the tech world and it does something and mm-hmm. it does something. Algorithms. And we needed to do Algorithmics. that. Algorithmics. That thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. We needed to do that thing. Yeah. Um, rate and review this podcast. Whatever app that you are using to listen to this podcast, press that heart. heart. Press that star. Leave a comment. Say we popping. All of that stuff. Do that. That also does something with the algorithms. Algorithms. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do that. We need that. Thank you. Um, tell a friend. Comment in on posts. People are asking for podcasts. Teach someone to listen to a podcast because, you know, we got this is a community shit. You got to teach people. Yeah, there are still people who don't know what a podcast, podcast is, is. Or, ha- or have heard of podcasts but don't know how to listen. So Exactly. Exactly. Some people still think, you know, what station? What radio station is mm-hmm. it? You know, shit yep. like that. So teach them how to listen to a podcast. That's some community ass shit. Especially the elders. Yes. Especially. So do that. You'll also be in a community as bitch in other ways by doing that. And then introduce them to Tea with Queen and Jay. So those are the many, many ways that you could donate to Tea with Queen and Jay that are non-monetarily and you still do the damn thing to help this show fucking grow. That's correct. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay, t-mail us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, womanism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you've heard us discuss on this podcast, or if you'd like us to do a live show or consult you or your team about any of those things listed above or all manner of other shit, send us your T-mail at teawithqueenandj at gmail.com. Yes. All right. So we got some donation libations mm-hmm. this week. We we don't have any new Patreon subscribers, mm-hmm. but y'all have been pretty consistent with that. Yeah, so yeah. we definitely appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we will get more in the new year. But we got PayPal donations, which means we can buy snacks. Yes. So Sean sent us a PayPal donation. Thank you much. Thank you so much, Sean. We appreciate you. Greg, the homie uh, Greg from Tuskegee Airs, which is a comic book. Greg sent us a donation and Greg says, Greg here, you guys are the best. Thanks, Greg. We Thanks, appreciate Greg. you. You can check out Greg's comic on at TuskegeeAirs.com and that's airs like heir to the throne. So yeah, TuskegeeAirs. Bitches. Okay. Check that out. It's a good comic. Also, Diana sent us a PayPal donation and Diana says, I just found out about you fabulous, inspiring womanists after your For Harriet interview. Hey, I've been listening to your podcast since. You resonate and make my brain tingle. I've already got two other black women listening. Thank you for this necessary, vital podcast. Yeah. Thank you, Diana. We appreciate you and thank you for spreading the word, yo. That's word, how you do that's it, yo. Tell some community other ass black shit. women about we us. We fucks with that. That's right. Tell Love black it. people about us. I wonder if you ever made people call you Dirty Diana. Uh-uh. That's my shit. That didn't hit. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. I can't hit it with, with my, this frog in my throat. Shut out! <laughs> <laughs> that was my shit, yo. Right? Ooh, oh. In my head, he did that with Slash, but I don't think they ever did that song together. It was just another big-haired yeah. white person. Well, Slash is not a white, white looking but person. Yeah, White-looking white, person. Yeah. That was a song, though. I wanted to be Diana. Me too, yo. I wanted to be her. She had all these demands. Like, telling bitches, your man is staying with me. Yeah, yo. That's a tough one, because I'm now I'm thinking about Michael Jackson and all his shit. Oh, moving right along. <laughs> Moving right along. Yep. So, 
for the week of the new year. That's right. We are on parade. Yes. So we're skipping a week to rest, rejuvenate, clear out clutter from our apartments and shit. Mm -hmm. Drink juice. Oh, I love juice. Isn't it good? You know, I'm a juice addict. Hydrate, drink water, Mm -hmm. clear the frogs out of our our throats or the dicks. Whatever it is. Or the men who are frogs. Or the, or the, exactly. Whatever it is. That's what we're going to be spending um, new Year's, our New, our new, new Year's, Year's Week doing. Yeah. And we hope that you enjoy your New Year's Week. We wanted to give you a heads up so you could uh, set your schedule accordingly. Yes. Yeah? Yes. All right. I like, I like. Are you ready to get into the motherfucking show? Let's do this Let's shit. Do Drop the flex bomb. So, Jay. Yo. What kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking Thai. Thai. It's not Thai. You're drinking Thai people? <laughs> I'm drinking Thai people. You have boiled Thai have people? Boiled thai. No, I'm having chai mm-hmm. tea. Tea tea. Tea tea. And uh, it's fucking good and it's helping my throat, Um, even though I'm almost out. But hopefully it'll hold me down for the rest of this episode. You got this. You Just got suppress this. the frog. I'm Suppress sending the frog white blood cells, juju, oh, okay. your way. I'll take All that. Right. Okay. I'll take that. Thank you. No, no problem. What kind of tea are you drinking? I'm also drinking chai because okay. it's popping. Popping. I can't not do that. What are your pronouns? <laughs> she and her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I affirm, as always, every day, all day, that I'm a bad bitch. That I'm enough. I affirm that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I affirm that I am well rested. My hair and fashions are popping. Popping. Right? Mm-hmm. My body and mind are healthy. Healthy. Um, and that I will always and forever start on these hoes. Because that's what I was born to do, mm-hmm. honestly. And I also affirm that I will find a healthy sex buddy in the 2020 that will add to my pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I also affirm an abundant ass 2020. All abundance, mm-hmm. all the abundances, yes. all abundance side, yes. all of it mm-hmm. will come to me. Mm-hmm. All of it. All yes. that. It will. Yeah, it will. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like what are that. you affirming for yourself, Jay? Um, I affirm a life full of abundance, health, wealth, and financial stability. I affirm sensuality and baddiness. Mm-hmm. I affirm that I am not a lady. I affirm I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I'm self-employed. I'm paid. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I don't underquote or undersell myself. I get my rate. I also affirm a brand new MacBook Pro with all the fixings. Yes, love it. I affirm that I'm healthy and I also affirm I have a job interview call this week. <laughs> I think I want to affirm that job if affirm I'm supposed it. to have it. Affirm yeah. It. Yeah. Affirm or at least I want to affirm at least um that salary or that rate or above you said you do not underquote your rate yeah that's what i want so yeah so anyway wish me good juju for that you got it um oh and uh oh i mentioned a macbook i added uh two macbooks to my uh, amazon (laughs) wish list because i'm going off okay oh god you're such a sad you're gonna get them because you're a sagittarius (laughs) you're gonna get them and then right after you get them like 
someone's gonna steal your laundry or something because you're because you're a Sagittarius <laughs> and that's how y'all lives are. <laughs> no, but y'all, my laundry. Y'all, have, y'all have extreme luck and Same. then like the yeah, worst. Right, it's just right. like no, not my laundry, girl. Not my laundry. I, I like. I need my clothes. My body is changing. I can't all the time. Don't be taking my laundry. I'm just saying. But um, those yeah. are the highs and lows of a Sagittarius life. This is true. This is true. Yes, but hopefully my bad luck will keep it to just restaurant luck. I have poor luck at restaurants so hopefully it'll just stick to that but um yeah so i added those to my amazon wish list and if there is a a wealthy patron listening who would like to uh get me a new macbook actually that supports the podcast yeah it does like we use that shit to edit and do all type of shit there's applications that i would like to be able to use but i can't use on these old computers that Mm -hmm. i have computers i have two old computers it's it's a blessing to have two um, but they are both quite old. Yeah. So oh, yeah. She said quite old. She said white old. I'm like, ooh, ancient. <laughs> <laughs> Racist. <laughs> um, yeah. So that would be dope. So I'm gonna put the link again. I think I'm, that's just gonna be a thing. I'm gonna put my link, uh, my Amazon wish list link in the show notes. There are also things on there like coconut water and almond milk. You know, whatever. Add some tea on there. Whatever. Do I have tea on there? I'm pretty stocked up on tea right now yeah so i affirm those things for myself Mm -hmm. and i'm excited about this new decade that is upon us i'm excited because when i was a kid i wanted to be in the 20s um because harlem renaissance and i wanted to wear those cute clothes and wear finger Mm -hmm. waves okay and um so what are you gonna do have handkerchiefs for no reason Oh, like and a lace hanky? Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Right? Okay. Uh, you, you you had lost me a little bit, but you got me back with the doily, with the little, like, that cute whole, hanky. Yeah, like the... I like a cute hanky. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Not the, you know, I don't want okay. the 1920 racism. But uh, No, no, no. A cute hanky. Would you blow your nose into a cloth hanky? I don't know about all that. Okay. Um, I'm too modernized. Yes. I'm used to blowing in it and throwing it away. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I want to okay. have one. And I want someone to like be in the street hurt, and I'm like, <laughs> "Hey, take this," because they talk real shaky in the twenties. Oh <laughs> Here's a handkerchief for you, fella. Okay. Any of? <laughs> I don't even know if that was the twenties, but that got weird. Yeah, that got weird fast. Okay. Well, it was the twenties. It was a weird time. Okay. All right. So handkerchiefs. So that's yeah. my takeaway from this. <laughs> Oh, and those cute hats. And I want to wear gloves and wear rings outside my gloves. That's coming back. That's here. You can do that. Yeah, I want to do shit like that. Okay. Yeah. You know? Okay, gloves and handkerchiefs. That's my takeaway. Okay, yes. All right, dope. Dope, dope, dope. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, girl. A lot has happened since we've been off This has been a a week for... um, Anti-blackness. This week in (laughs) anti-blackness. Should that be a segment? No, that's the whole show. Oh. (laughs) Oh, that's right. It's the whole show. Okay. Yeah. The whole fucking show. So, yeah, as Jay said, anti-blackness is something that is common. It's something that we talk about often on this show, right? Anti-blackness is exactly what they say, being anti-black folk. Okay. Um, What differentiates that from being like a full throttle uh, card carrying member of the Klan? It doesn't (laughs) to me personally. All right. But like, I think it's important to... you know we're very into language yeah. on this show and i think it's important to since most people don't i don't differentiate those differentiate those things if okay. you're being a fucking horrible person a black person you might as well be a clan person in my eyes but not okay. everybody does that right when 
these things yeah occur. like your grandma your whole ass black grandma could say something to you that's anti-black yes yeah. and i think that because so clan members are white right and saying anti-blackness mm-hmm. well maybe some passing ones mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think that saying anti-blackness also gives the room for everyone to be a part of it yes whereas if you just say racism for some reason you just see a white person mm-hmm. not understanding mm-hmm. that these are things right. that everyone can be included in, including black people and all these things so anti-blackness kind of packages it in a way that allows it's like an equal opportunity <laughs> Yeah, for you to fucking hate mm-hmm. on blackness mm-hmm. and any anything that comes out of that right. within the diaspora. Right. So a lot of places talk about anti-blackness, um, but the quickest definition that I could find comes from this piece from Netroots Nation, and their quick definition is anti-blackness is defined as the fear, devaluation, or abuse of black people. And I think that uh, one of the things. Like a lot of times folks try and group racism as like just this thing that happens to minority groups or people of color or marginalized people when it's important to point out anti-blackness because anti-blackness is often a thread that shows up in many different forms of racism Uh towards different groups of people within different ethnic minorities. Yeah. An element of discrimination towards that particular group is often rooted in some type of anti-blackness, right? So the darker you are, the more aligned physically you are with African features or what people consider to be African features. Mm. You can experience anti-blackness within whatever other form of racism you are already experiencing, Mm -hmm. even if you are not a black person. So that, not to mention the ways in which non-white groups of people, groups of people who don't hold political power... Can also enact anti-blackness and how you mentioned how it's something that we do to ourselves yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, thanks for that. Mm-hmm. So why are we talking about this? Since we talk about this every fucking week, so I noticed on the Twitter because that is where I do a lot of my field research. <laughs> <laughs> jokes, jokes, jokes. But I noticed that actually, I'm gonna give the example. So that woman, that white woman, what's her name? Yes, Jules. Right? I'm okay. just saying it for context that we've never really talked about this person on the show. Okay. I don't really know what she does, but she's some white woman who just pops up in in hip hop conversations yeah. and uh, shit like that. She calls herself the curator of vibes. She's like I would call her a I would call her a personality, but maybe like a marketing branding type consultant Got person. It. Yeah. Okay. If I had to put a like a name, an actual job on it. Okay. Right. So But she is she is white and she Likes to appropriate um, black culture. Yeah. She appropriates everything, appropriates black culture to her benefit yes. to make money, to make a check. She's allowed passage into black spaces through black men who yeah. often hire her to do shit. Mm-hmm. She has appeared on radio programs and different media outlets saying wild shit about black people or black women. She's appeared on these outlets with black men who often co-sign the shit that she's saying. We did the grapevine to the episode on this that, mm-hmm. that we're on. And so we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. If you want to learn more about her or the kind of dynamics that we're talking about when it comes to white women navigating hip hop, the hip hop spaces like for work mm-hmm. um, and profiting off of black culture, specifically like, like black women yes. culture and aesthetic yes. and things like that while being abusive 
two black women. Yes. And she, this is someone who has used the N-word. This is someone who has um, targeted specific black women within the industry to like make a mockery of them or whatever. And who is constantly doing things for black attention, whether it be good or bad. Yes, exactly. Thank you for all of that. Mm -hmm. What... I'm noticing because I I knew of this person's existence, but never really paid close attention to her because mm-hmm. that's just not from. I just don't do. I don't right. not paying attention to right. this person. But I think that this person is at a point, and this may have be where it started for her. Mm-hmm. But they use black rage to fuel like it's a part of their marketing plan. Right. The anti blackness is a part of their marketing plan. So let me get black Twitter to talk about me. So, like, I'm viral and searchable, and the people who didn't know I existed can now find me. And I think, not even I think, I know that's what she does. So what brought this to my mind is she recently posted on Twitter. And I, on purpose, if I speak of this person, I do not say their name on purpose. Mm -hmm. I don't want to add to their searchability. Because I know that that's marketing, Mm -hmm. and that's an indirect way for me to put money in that bitch's pockets. Right? So anyway, she posted a picture of her with box braids that looked really bad. Um, and her hair is going to fall out. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that because I have to say that, right? Yeah. So she posted a picture of her in box braids or whatever. And I know her intent was to make black pe- women angry mm-hmm. because another thing about black Twitter is that black women fuel that. Like right. we kind of gear the conversation of black women. We, black women usually talk about it first mm-hmm. and then it becomes this conversation that takes over Twitter. Right. We black women run Twitter, right. right? So if you get black women mad, if you get enough black women talking about something on Twitter, mm-hmm then that's marketing for you. Yeah. And she uses that shit. And, and it annoys me, or I'm talking about it right now at this point, because stop attributing to her marketing. Right. Like she, she does that on purpose and wants a reaction and she wants us, she's using anti-blackness as a marketing tool right. and y'all motherfuckers are still falling for it. And this, like, is, this is a person who stop. has out loud, she has out loud said... Black women don't like me because I have a fat butt. Yeah. Black women don't like me because dot, dot, dot. Black women don't like me because they're men like me. Like, this is someone who has said these things out loud. So it's not, this is not like speculation. She's that, she's that type of bitch. Yes. So it's like, so I'm seeing that and I'm at a point where, like I said, I've never engaged with this person, whatever, but I, I consciously decided, I think after the Grapevine video, after the Grapevine recording that we did, was that I never engaged with this person before, but I'm not also going to add to the conversation about this person further right. than... We discussed than it. We discussed it. it. I'm leaving it here. I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. But it's just annoying and I guess disappointing to see people still engaging with that kind of to me played out old conversation we know that's what that person does we know that they use anti-blackness as a marketing tool we like it's been discussed i've seen people discuss this thing but they still engage with her shit and it's like you're continuing her agenda And why are you doing that for that white woman? If you really don't care about this white woman, like actually don't care and dismiss that and move on to something else. Mm. You know what I mean? I think that it has a lot to do with with black outrage for profit. right? So Mm -hmm. us as people who do this type of podcast, we know a lot of other people who leverage who who leverage black trauma and marginalization for their whatever type of entertainment work that they do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So us on this podcast, our goal is to dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. And so we talk about issues like this. We talk about a lot of stuff yeah. like this, but 
also the stuff that we talk about is shit that we practice. Yeah, right? exactly. So if we know that someone like her is profiting off of blackness in this really toxic and vile way. Yeah. If we know that somebody like her is being verbally violent to to and about black women and engaging in anti-blackness, what you and I are not going to do is share her message nope. online in a quote tweet so that on top of the quote tweet, tweet, we can express our outrage. Exactly. Because people who fuck with us and people who follow us already know that we don't fuck with shit like that and we are outraged by shit like that. And so I don't need to use this white woman's moment of trying to make a moment out of me i don't need to use that leverage that to get more follows or retweets or whatever because whatever i say in that quote tweet is some shit that i already said yeah you know what i'm saying about the last white girl who did this or about the same person in particular and how you said this person does it on purpose under the tweet of her in these black girl box braids is also so somebody might quote tweet that and say something or somebody will re- reply to it and say, oh, yeah. your hair's going to fall out. You look wild. Under that is also another 100,000 people talking about, oh, go yes, off, sis. Yes, you look good. Yeah, uh-huh. They're just haters, blah, 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 blah. It's all marketing. And half of those people who are under that telling her that she looks good are people who only saw this image because somebody outraged by it quote tweeted it or retweeted it so we're, we're helping and facilitating and spreading that message exactly it's also why you and i don't really talk about trump on yeah, this podcast exactly. because racism oppression violence all that shit existed before, before trump and, and will exist after will exist ap- and there are things that that i don't i don't need his sensationalism mm-hmm. to drive my my goal for dismantling exactly. white supremacist patriarchal exactly. capitalism and there's no need to center these faulty white people because right. there's enough faulty white shit that we could have this conversation mm-hmm. in a in a kind of generalized way without pointing out pointing at people saying names right. or whatever and the point will get across like there's mm-hmm. ways to talk about white women who live like her and not fucking say her name yeah. there's ways to fucking talk about oppression mm-hmm. and talk about marginalization and talk about the people who perpetrate these systems and not point a finger at the motherfucker because right. like that is what like when you when when you think about like people like what's the bitch that used to do another white sensational ass bitch what's her fucking name uh not to tambourine Oh, I used to call her Tambourine. I don't remember her name. Tam- Charlemagne liked her. Was it Charlemagne had her on? Oh, the show. Tommy Loren. Was yes. that her name? Okay. Yeah, that's another. Like these, these are people who going viral. That's that bad press is good press shit. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. And you have to remember, these are white people. These are white people. These are white who, people. Their specialty is anti-blackness, so there's no such thing as bad press. It's not bad press, because yeah. to be anti-black is not this horrible, demonized thing. In their world, Because that's yeah. why it exists. Mm-hmm. So you can fucking shit on me and use me and say all of this shit, and it is not. it does not do anything to your career. Because your they, career is anti-blackness, that. yeah. And it, it just it just frustrates me and irritates me to mm-hmm. see black people fall into that fucking trap for the sake of them trying to forward their career. Because right. you are also being anti-black when you do that. Mm-hmm. You're using anti-blackness for pro- profit and toxic ways as well. Like don't there's like don't see videos like that or don't see tweets like that or don't see things out in the ethos like that and then contribute to it by like look at this bitch it, it right. doesn't it doesn't help there's other ways for you to go viral mm-hmm. there's other ways for people to find your work there's other ways for you to like do like there's ways outside of black rage to yeah. 
do that shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's like yeah. y'all want to just fucking be the first one to have a fucking hot take mm-hmm. and say some shit so people can follow you. And it's, it's 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 fucking yeah. That's how I felt about people who were sharing that picture of um, Kim Kardashian had a, did a cover recently mm-hmm. and she looks like Diana Ross. One of my friends said they look like Kiki Shepard. <laughs> That's funny. She looked to me. She looked like Beyonce on Halloween. She mm-hmm. looks like when Beyonce does a throwback to or someone, homage yeah. to a, a black artist. Honestly, when I first looked at it, I thought it was Beyonce, and I was like, "Oh wait, this is that white woman." And we know that the Kardashians do that. They partake in this as well. It's just, it's just and when I saw it, I the only reason I saw that image was because someone who I follow because I the people I follow that's heavily curated because I like to see certain things on my same, timeline. Same. So it was because people that I followed were quote tweeting it and sharing it and quote posting it and and that type of shit. So like, why are we, we know that these people do these things for black attention. Mm -hmm. That's what gets them the money is the black attention from what they do. Exactly. Why are we helping to spread their brand and promote their brand and spread their message? It's just weird to me. And it's, it's weirder to me when like, if your politics are supposed to allegedly align with the shit that you're saying on social, why are you, what like what is your what are you doing unless this is something to me what um, is you doing what is you doing unless this is something that contributes to black joy right so if you're gonna quote tweet this shit and be fucking hilarious contribute if you're gonna contribute to my day in some way that makes sense that's like yeah we all saw this but here's the gag yes and i'm like oh shit that's hilarious at least i get something out of it i don't get anything out of it yeah and and the other way right right right. i don't Mm -hmm. because because this other stuff we already talked about it we know about it we know what they're doing like there's so many other ways and we're not saying not to be black and rageful that's not what we're saying like you can do that without spreading the message of a known um anti-black person a known racist vulture ass person who you know anti-blackness is a part of their fucking marketing plan Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. a part of their marketing plan and then you're contributing by capitalizing off of that anti-blackness when you try to fucking have your hot take Mm -hmm. quote tweeting whatever the fuck propaganda that they're spreading you're adding to that shit Mm -hmm. that is anti-blackness as well because how do you not care about us enough to like not care about what you fucking put in the ethos when it comes to us and our lives chill with that shit that shit when i start when i was seeing that that shit made me like want to explode especially when you see that it's people who like Go ahead, you, say you, it. Like, you th- I thought you had fucking sense. Uh-huh. I thought you, like, live, like, do you live by this shit? Mm-hmm. Like, pick a side. Mm-hmm. What's that thing everybody likes to say about Nas? <laughs> oh, <laughs> is it, is Uchi, it Uchi, 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 one mic? Like, I hate that line. But yeah. in this case, like, and I'm not saying you have to be a perfect person. Mm-hmm. We're not perfect people. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. But it's like, come on. Like, I would assume you would know that shit is fucking faulty. Like, be a little more responsible. Yeah, I just, I would like for... Hot take-ass motherfuckers. Yeah, That's what it is. People who are, like, entertainment-ass bitches or, like, um, writer-ass bitches um, and bitches is gender-neutral, I would like for them to... The politics that they use to make money, I would like for you, you to, like... To like yeah, yeah, actually live, live, by live that those shit. politics. Because you are also capitalizing capitalizing off of anti-blackness right. when you live in that way right. which it which affects me negatively yes yeah. hugely yeah. like you fucking so, with me mm-hmm. and when you start fucking with me i gotta fuck you up right like and 
The other thing that bothers me, I don't know. Everybody could express their rage. But if you know, you just saw somebody quote tweet this and say this, say something. You're going to quote tweet that and say the same thing. Like, what are we doing? Um, look, it is the viral Olympics. <laughs> it's it's like ridiculous. The gladiators of virility. <laughs> like, <laughs> we can see you. Like, that's what I want to say. You know that people can see you, right? This wasn't in your head. This wasn't on your mental timeline. I can see this tweet. We see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. You're not low. This is mad obvious thirsty. Like, stop. What are you doing? What are you doing, yo? It's so funny. You're just as bad. You are just as bad. This is stupid. It is not smart. Like, we we said a few episodes ago, y'all critical thinking skills are like the floor. Mm. Like, what the fuck? Mm. And it's like... Just get that shit together because you are actually being anti-black by capitalism, capitalizing off our anti-blackness. Mm-hmm. Like that is also your marketing tool. And to me, you're just as vile as a fucking Yes Jules or a yeah. Kardashian yeah. or whoever, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. them big butt right, ass white right. bitches. Because really, if you have something to say, like say what you have to say. You know what I'm saying? Say what you need to say. I'm so- doing that in my head too. Oh my God. <laughs> um yeah say what you need to say you could do and bad dominicana does this all the time you could do a whole thread about what you're thinking about what we've all seen already we've all seen it you can do a whole thread about it we will still consume it and retweet it if there's meat to what you have to say that's what it is the motherfuckers don't have you don't have meat it's nothing to say but oh look at this sensational uh, shit this look at this white bitch black bodies problematic like you just say all the buzzwords safe spaces yes (laughs) marginalized praxis yes (laughs) okay because that's what it is you don't have the fucking meat there's no substance Mm -hmm. you don't you don't probably have a thought right right you don't have any there's nothing you need to say (laughs) so you can't say what you need to say (laughs) you can't say what you need to say because you don't have anything to say shut up just shut up (laughs) shut up just shut up y'all wanna y'all see this you're just as bad as as oh my yeah that's what i was about to say Thoughts? thoughts You're just as bad as a thoughts ass nigga. But y'all ain't ready for this conversation, conversation no. ass yes. motherfucker. You are just as bad as that. You're not saying anything. So if you, ha- it's times where I'll tweet a whole tweet and I'll read it. Like I'll, I'll have the draft in my, and I'll read it. I'll be like, what am I saying? <laughs> am I contributing to the conversation or is this funny? Because that's, fu- yeah, humor, humor is a yes, contribution. Yes. Am I contributing anything by saying this? And sometimes it's just like, I want everyone to know what's in my head in this moment. And it means nothing. Yeah. Right. But also, am I taken away from the conversation? Yeah. Am I being reductive to the point of like being a fucking nuisance? You know what I'm saying? Like tweet it, like whatever. Type that shit, read it and delete it. Type, read, delete. Or if you type it, if you type the foolishness, Mm don't like quote treat some other shit you know mm. what i mean like because you could some like twitter is for blurting out shit that's right, how i see twitter right, as right, i don't right. have to always be responsible about what i blurt out mm. well i think you should be responsible about what you blurt, blurt out but it doesn't always have to be like to the greater good and contribution right. of the what that conversation it doesn't have to always be that but like maybe you just blurt it out yeah and then you leave like it kind of leads it to the imagination mm. for the people who are on following your platform you could be talking about anything mm. but when you quote tweet it and it's about this specific thing. And that's when it's something else. Right. That's when it becomes like this other thing where it's like, I would hope and assume you would have more responsibility with, especially since your platform has full responsibility mm-hmm. type yeah. shit happening. 
I'm just saying, stop pretending to do what I do. Okay. <laughs> that I, know, I know this wasn't about me. Too. I know this wasn't about me. Because these motherfuckers. But stop pretending to do what I do. Okay. Because you don't. You're saying the shit that I taught you three years ago. <laughs> And you're not using it for the good. I don't mind you repeating my shit. Use, but your po- really, use it like, for good. Use it for good. Use it for good. I don't mind niggas learning, but use it for good now. You just gonna you just using it now to be sensational? Stop. Yeah. And then because That's y'all whack. are faulty like that, motherfuckers think I'm faulty like that. Mm-hmm. And come in my mentions. And I'll be like, nah, I'm not like them bitches. Put your location I'm the on. wrong one. I'll see you at the con. <laughs> yeah. We can right? discuss this at the next yeah, con. Like, we don't have to, that's not, we don't, I will see you. I actually. Is, this is actually not the place for this. <laughs> this this thing that we do on social, we've it, met before. We can meet again. Again. So, anyway, that's yeah. why people don't like us. But <laughs> that's. <laughs> people love us, okay? People love us, all right? We represent a certain kind of freedom. Oh, my God. That people can't indulge it. Oh, God. That's why they don't like us. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch running around in white hair. <laughs> this bitch talk like she don't read books. <laughs> okay, y'all all here trying to act like you know something you know about something. something. You don't know nothing. These raggedy ass bitches from the Bronx. Oh God, that's funny. Oh shit. Anyway, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> fuck y'all. Be about it. Okay, be about it, yo, and leave us out of it. Be about it and leave us out of it. (laughs) If it does not fit, if it does not fit, you must have quit. Okay. You want to be an old uncle so bad. (laughs) There's an old uncle living in in my body. It is. You're right. His name is Earl. (laughs) Nah, I feel like he's some kind of Sankofa. You're right. Well, Earl is his Earl is his government. His, yeah, yeah. His, like yeah. everybody in the family still call him Earl because nobody respects the fact that, that he been changed yeah. his name to Toofy three years ago. <laughs> like that's been his name for years, and like oh, nobody gosh. cares. And then he brings his girlfriend to Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and she's like Toofy, and they're like, "Who's that? Who is that?" <laughs> like his name is Toofy. Like I'm not calling him that. Okay, I grew up with Earl. Okay, sweetheart, you just bought your little raggedy ass <laughs> stuffing. <laughs> And nobody told told you to bring no stuffing right? since we just met you. And you keep calling it dressing. We're not saying stuffing right? here. Say stuffing in this house. We're not going to eat your food. Dressing. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I think that's southern though. People in the south call it dressing. Yeah, I don't look. Whatever. I don't care. But dressing <laughs> is more like liquidy than stuffing. I think. I think in our heads it is, but I think in the south, dressing is stuffing for a lot of people. Well, in the north, it's not. <laughs> okay. This is why people don't like us. So, <laughs> well, thank you for that. Yes, that was that was. Uh, I yeah, appreciate I that conversation. Like it was also making me upset this weekend. Yeah. It makes me really. It, it's. I feel like Tyra Brinks. I was rooting for you. We were all. Rooting we were for all you. rooting for you. And we're here you go with you. your hot take because you want to go viral. And look, I I get it. Mm-hmm. Right. I get being in the entertainment space. You need popularity to be in the right. entertainment space. Twitter has afforded people lots of opportunities. Mm-hmm. People has Twitter has forwarded people's careers. Yeah, people got I, jobs yes, on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. We we get that, and we don't hate on that. Mm-hmm. But we hate on your hate on you capitalizing on the anti-blackness. Yeah, it's not productive. This is real life. For anyone involved? This is real life, people. This is real life. This is real life. That's all I have to say. This is real life. This is real life. (laughs) It's real life. We're not playing. This is not a joke. This is not a joke, yo. It's not. This is real fucking life. 
I don't know. Did that make sense? Do you understand? What I, I know you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah. You don't know if people understand. I'm saying this is real <laughs> life. It's not for play play. It's not for play. I'm saying <gasps> black liberation is real it's life. Real. That's like, what I'm saying. It's not for your sensational play, 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 play. We lose out on jobs, opportunities, and all types of shit life. like that. We lose out on a lot of shit because <laughs> we are out here like they trying to liberate ourselves. They just passed the law in New York saying my hair can look whatever, whatever way it wants oh. to. All of that is embedded oh, in anti-black. Like, right. This <sighs> is real life. Please stop playing with it and please stop highlighting anti-blackness and anti-black motherfuckers so that you could get a retweet when this is like real life and it hurts us. It's real life. Yeah. I was about to um, sing a song of another um, appropriating white woman, but I'll move on. Okay. Thank you. So. Yes. Let's get into what we're watching. Yes. What we're watching. What we're watching. So, Queen, yeah, you've been watching things. I have. I saw Star Wars, but nobody wants to talk about that. So, what Everyone are you watching? Everyone seems sad about that on the internet, but I don't know what y'all are talking about. I think it's a whole. It was a whole buildup. Like for forty-two years, people been like invested in Star Wars. Forty-two years. Yeah, man. That's like a whole ass adult. It is. It That's is. like a Gen Xer. Um. I don't know the gens, but Generation X is the generation that everyone forgets about. It's after the baby boomers, <laughs> oh. and then they skip to millennials. And it's like, oh, okay, okay. what about us? Everybody just call us the boomers. Crack, like, the, okay, boomers. They just the call crack Gen X the crack generation. Right, and right. They, they just okay, boomer. <laughs> enough, enough out of you. Um, yeah, but niggas who have, who have been around for all of Star Wars, mm. I haven't been waiting that long. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they have been looking forward to like the ultimate climax to this story for their whole life. I saw it. I liked it. It was good enough to me. There was a little lull in the middle. It was like, like maybe 20 minutes of like, what's happening? Boring. Um, so I just took a nap and then when I woke up, (laughs) it was popping again. I don't understand those fall asleep in movie people. I don't usually, I usually fall asleep at home. If I'm watching something at home, I'm Mm -hmm. going to bed. But I was in the theater with my partner and I fell asleep and he looked, he's like, are you serious? I feel like that. I was on his shoulder. I was like resting on his shoulder. He's like, are you like, my head got heavy. He's like, are you for real? And then the thing with Jay, Jay's a fall asleep anywhere ass bitch. Oh yeah. Like I don't function in that that way. way, So Mm -hmm. it's like interesting like yep. we are like we are out out <laughs> so we're, at, we're at a bar all right well i'm gonna just take a nap so go play then <laughs> go play leave me the hell alone there's other people here but she falls asleep like an awake person too like you her, her body structure is like awake like her phone is in her hand yeah. uh, my like, mom my mom for anybody who doesn't know my mom worked at night a whole life so uh like when i was growing up so she would fall asleep anywhere and live like that so it's not socially like awkward yeah. for me to feel like wherever i'm at i could just she fall asleep will look like thing. an awake ass bitch yeah but be in her third fucking dream hey yeah. So yes. Sorry. What am I? So oh, fuck Star Wars. So what are you watching? I am watching. So I stumbled upon. I was on my Hulu's. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it was Wash Weekend, so I have to watch something when I'm when it's Wash Weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And lately, when I ask Twitter for stuff to watch, I be giving me some white ass shit. I okay. don't think y'all know me like that, but okay. All right. right. So go on Hulu, and Hulu just happens to show. I didn't know that the show existed. It's called On the Run 
Eating with N-O-R-E. Mm-hmm. Right? Nori. So, Nori. So Nori is a rapper from the Queens. Um, what are some songs? What, 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 what? <laughs> so that was him, like Capone and Noriega, right? Mm-hmm. And then he has that song. I think it's his song where it's like, what you trying to do, nigga? Nothing. <laughs> Yeah, he mm-hmm. used a, they did a lot of Neptune stuff or whatever. Oh yeah, he did do a bunch yeah, of Neptune, Neptune stuff. stuff. I think he time. helped. I think that he, he helped catalyze like us knowing the Neptunes. Who the Neptunes were? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was mm-hmm. like it was a good time. It was right. a great time. Mm-hmm. Fun time in music. He's one of those hood niggas yeah. who had fun still. Like had fun songs and shit. Yeah, yeah. He, like you, there was murder happening in the song. That it was fun. Right. He, <laughs> he killed people. He went to jail. Yeah. He's a shooter. Yeah. Um, but also a good time guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hood niggas I like. We like to call them the um very hood friendly nigga. Yes, yes. your neighborly, neighborly, <laughs> neighborly hood friendly hood dude. Like yes. he, he will shoot you, but he also knows how to laugh. He's the guy who like who's smoking weed in the lobby, but when your mom comes in the lobby, he hides his Because he has respect. He's like, Hum is hey, Muhammad. Ms. Saunders. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he <laughs> has respect. Then she gets on the elevator and he pulls it back that's out right. of like, That's right. That's that guy, right. That's, that's Noriega. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. you know, whatever. He's the hood dude that like, doesn't want like, that that young dude who like, goes to school. He really cares about, about that him. nigga's yeah. education. Leave that nigga alone, yeah. yo. He gonna go to college. He don't do nothing to nobody. Leave he reading books and shit. Leave, Leave him, him alone. alone. Why you talking to him? Why you talking to him? Yep. He's that one. That's Nori, right? Yeah. Um, but he would rob that boy's older brother. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because yeah. that nigga is a fucking nerd. Exactly. And he don't even really, he's not even smart. He's a fucking asshole for yeah, no reason. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, he has a show. Um, I like that little love fest we have in our <laughs> So... <laughs> He's, he's one of my uh, problematic faves. Yeah, yeah. Nori is one of those people. We really love him here. But it's not it's not, it's not like a Nori fest. It's like your friendly neighborhood hood nigga fest. Yes. Because there are hood niggas who you'll introduce a queer concept that they've never but thought about. Yeah. And instead of being like, nah, yo, that's gay, yo. They'll be like, oh, oh shit, wow. yo. I never thought of that. I never thought about that. Word, yo. All right. And you probably have to explain it to them, them again, again the next few times yeah. it comes up and they try and play the pause yeah. game. Yeah. But they'd be like, yo. Yeah, you're right. And then All if right. they still play All the pause right. game, when you're around, they'd be like, pause, my bad. My, my bad. bad. Nah, you, my I bad. remember you, right. you I said remember. that. Nah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it's, like right. A, it's like it's like a teacher. I'm person. trying. I'm gonna yeah. stop pausing. Like, yeah. I'm gonna stop pausing my That's pause. right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so I do like this kind of resurgence of Nori in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, he has mm-hmm. that podcast, Drink Champs, which I actually stopped listening to because it started getting like the anti-blackness. The anti-blackness. He lot. has an anti-black ass ass co-host. He does, but he also he also is a little bit anti-black. I haven't listened yeah, in a long is. time, so I don't know if but that's involved. But he's a person. If you'll say that's anti-black, he'll like still a word. Be, yeah, so I think that's why I could like <laughs> right, right, not right. be so repulsed by his because yeah. if you be like that's anti-black because this, he'd be like, wow, I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Yo, you right. Like he'll do that. Right. His co-host. <laughs> Yeah, his whole his co-host is a whole white Cuban. He will um, do that shit, yeah. and then he's bringing a lot of his rap friends, and it's just this got a lot of real problematic for me to yeah. like listen to this. So I stopped listening yeah. to that. Um, so I like that this show came back because I have a new way to engage with Nori. Right. So what is he doing on the show? Back to the back to the show. Back to why we're here. Watching. We're watching. Yeah. Um, so it's basically a food tour show. So you know how those white men go around different places eating shit or whatever. It's got a real gamey type of flavor. <laughs> it's real gamey. Uh, it smells amazing. Yeah, so they go to different cities and towns um, trying food. For mm-hmm. some reason, on all of those shows, they're screaming into the camera. I don't know why. <laughs> that is a thing. 
I'm here in Michigan. Like mm-hmm. it's always like that. Um, very white, still very white. Yeah. Even though I like to kind of look at where they're going to try the food, mm-hmm. it's still not. They're not talking to me. This show. Mm-hmm. Is talking to me. He's mm. screaming in the camera, but it's like screaming that I don't feel like I'm screaming and screamed at. Right. It's just like him being loud. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like white rage. No, it doesn't mm-hmm. at all. And then he like uses words wrong. Like the whole show, he's like, come on, let's go in the restaurant and get fatter. <laughs> like shit like that. Um, the cast mm. is really, really funny. All the people he has around him are like funny. I think mm. one of the people are his nephew. Another person is like a, a lifelong friend who was like in prison for a really long yeah. time. Um, it's, fucking good time mm-hmm. there's a lot of hip hop elements there's one time where they bring mad bottles of rosé into the restaurant that's they're funny. like popping bottles eating like cheesesteaks like just mm-hmm. shit that's yeah. just like this I can fucks mm-hmm. with this that's and then cool. they go to like hood spots but they also go to high end spots and then they have conversations with rappers but they're not like really talking about rap they're just like rappers kicking talking, in talking yeah eating yeah shit like that I didn't feel violated a lot mm-hmm. of times when we're I'm being a woman as an onlooker and watching men, particularly black men, be in their space. Mm-hmm. Usually, this is a, like lots of violation of me. Right. Like, how but, did I get in this? Yeah. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, now we're talking shit about black women. Like, I wasn't even in this. Like, how did I get involved in this conversation? Um, so, there's like, um, from, for me anyway, nothing that would make me feel violated right. at all. It's, it's. That's cool. It, it sounds good. like, it sounds like the podcast. It sounds like Drink Champs. But niggas on the road eating, yeah. on, on the run, excuse me, on the run on eating, the run. that because of what they're doing, it sounds like a lot of the elements that make us uncomfortable with some of the podcasts are have been removed a little bit yeah, from, like, from the, show. the show. So the shit that we enjoy about Nori, we can still exactly. enjoy without all of the extra exactly. shit. Yeah. And then I, I just like that. I just like the language being used because you know how we talk about like mm-hmm. how we like, he, it just, it's very New York. It sounds like like... Sounds like New York. Yeah. There are times where they don't even like go to a restaurant. There's a time where they want to go to a restaurant. And it's like we can't bring the cameras. We ain't got no permit. Like it's just. It's a good time. Right. Um, it is on Hulu. If you have access to Hulu, you can watch it. Mm-hmm. It is also like a complex production. Complex is okay. that magazine thing. I don't yeah. know. So maybe there's a way to watch it on their website. I'm mm-hmm. not sure, but mm-hmm. I saw it on Hulu. I love it. I enjoy it. That's awesome. Watch it. It is a good, yeah, good ass. I'm gonna check it out. Time. I, I like Nori. He reminds me of uh, pre-gentrified New York. Yeah, it makes me feel good. It's a good time. Makes me feel at it's home. A good time. It was like uh, it's just good. I'm about to say all the stuff. There's <laughs> one time he was in a gentrified part of Brooklyn, and he was like, "This used to be the hood." He had on he had on um you know the slides that men wear with the socks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had on his slides with his socks. He used to be the hood. 20 years ago, if I came here like this, I would have got robbed. Because this, <laughs> this is not how you come outside. This is this is like, this is a target. Uh, just like. And he's, and he's right. He is. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Yeah, That's so, cool. Yeah. All right, yo. Cheers to that. Mm-hmm. Cheers to that. Black joy and, and watching all, you shit. Could, all the episodes are up. So you could just. Oh, that's dope. Binge it. How, it's one season? So far, it's just one season. Okay. I don't know if they're going to have another. But it. I enjoyed it, and I hope they have another season. That's awesome. Fun. Ooh, I'm going to treat myself to that for the holiday. Yes. It's I'm a good some Kwanzaa, Some Kwanzaa watching it's of a good, this. It's good. a good treat. All right. Good times. Yes. Good times. All right. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. All right. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. <laughs> Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like. Giving black women year. your money. Yes. So Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they? give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week, week. 
and times um, twice a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website, tvqueenandj.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. We have two options there. So you two! Can, two! You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes and we're black all the time right. yes. are you ready to get into some news that's not news let's do that shit oh my goodness <laughs> okay. in a world where don lemon is considered a respectable news anchor in a world where people respect Don Lemon. Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways, with a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news that's not news. So news that's not news is when we talk about a news story that is either not being highlighted in the news at all, a story that's important to our black ass world, our universe, or we talk about a story that is has been in the news, but we talk about it from our perspective and highlight the things that are important to us. Or it's some shit that actually is news, but we make it newserer because it's important. (laughs) It's fucking important. It's newserer. We need to say it out of our black ass lips. That's right. Okay. So um, what do we have for news that's not news this week? So news that's not news. Um, this story is brought to us by Colorlines.com. Um, so the U.S. has the world's highest child incarceration rate. Really? It's not one of those countries that does like child labor? No. Oh, it's here, right here in the here, U.S., huh? right in the free the world. U.S. of A? Oh, wow. In the free world. God like, bless America. We're not even in a quote unquote third world and country. Nowhere else. Oh my goodness. Yes, right in the US of A. So the reason why I'm talking about this is that these rates hugely increase, not because of our typical way of funneling people into the prison industrial complex, mm-hmm. which is through um, you know, fighting crime and all of that right. shit and the policing system. Mm-hmm. But it's actually due to these ICE detention centers. Wow. So that's what made our numbers numbers in the past few years kind of, I don't know the um, amount, the rate of which it increased, but increased to the point where we are the country that has incarcerated the most mm. children in the world mm. at the moment. So because of this, not even because of this, us being the country that has the most incarcerated, the highest incarceration rates of children in the world also violates a treaty that we have with the United Nations currently. 
So, uh, yeah. Sounds I'm, about right. <laughs> so I'm going to read this bit from the article. Mm-hmm. 30 years ago, the United States signed the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child, a human rights treaty meant to protect children around the globe. Since the rate of people incarcerated by ICE agents, the United States is now guilty of an inhumane treatment for both parents and the children. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're guilty of a, the USA in, a, in the eyes of the UN. We are guilty of a crime currently sounds about right yeah it does it does i feel like the way that the u.s fucks with the u.n is like even like pre-trump it's like okay but like not us though right (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah but like not not here that's just them niggas yeah we're not even gonna like do it that often you don't you're not talking about us that's how i feel like and then now that 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 trump is um in office it's like oh no no we don't we don't need the UN. Yeah. You know? Yeah, basically. So, yeah. so here's some more from the article. Manfred Nowak, a human rights lawyer based in Vienna, Austria, wrote Global Study on the Children Deprived of Liberty. So that's um, a publication he wrote, mm-hmm. um, which says the Trump administration's family separation pol- policy is absolutely prohibited. So the whole system of separating mm. these kids from their parents mm. to put them in detention centers and all of this shit because of these laws. It's like a complete violation of this treaty that the U.S. signed 30 years ago. Like, it's not even like loophole. It's not even like, you know how yeah. it's, it's like completely a violation. Mm. It's absolutely prohibited what is happening, which we already know on a moral standpoint, but, and yeah, on a moral standpoint, but yeah. like in the eyes of this this treaty well we know how the u.s is with treaties we don't fuck not people. us though right <laughs> that's what it's not us though I, right I, I and it's like, yeah it's I like but it? that was just a suggestion but that was um that was like uh, if i could do it do it but i can't i clearly i can't do that so that's not what we're doing yeah exactly if you said um, best practices you didn't say i had to do it yeah it came to the attention of the u.n that we are violating this treaty back in october of 2016 Mm-hmm. So over three years ago. Yeah. So also the study um, that the the Austrian man I mentioned before estimates that the U.S. is still holding more than a hundred hundred thousand children in migration related detention, that which is a lot of mm-hmm. people. So um, I'm gonna skip a little bit. And in in general, this is from the article as well. In general, the incarceration rate in the United States is very high, also of adults. So we know that we have the highest incarceration rate in the world for adults. We know that we are fucking prison ass country. We know that this is, you know, this is as American as apple pie. Prison is as American as apple pie. I don't know who chose that to be the pie, but whatever. Right? Some white prison. Yeah. Um, and that is also the case for children now. So mm-hmm. it's at about 60 out of 100,000 children in the United States are in prison. Now, given mm-hmm. a population of other countries, that is very high. Also, it's too high anyway because it's children. Like, even mm-hmm. if you don't think about the percentage of the population of other countries, like, it's fucking kids. Yeah. It's kids. Mm-hmm. Like, kids we yeah, have they're not white we have so. exactly and then we have we're supposed to be this progressive forward country who has all of these laws to protect children says who says who says who <laughs> <laughs> says um, who i don't know yeah um so we're supposed Movies. to be this we're supposed to be this progressive country that has all these laws to protect children so child labor laws and laws that enforce that children get free education mm. even though they can't get free lunch yeah. like all of these things that are supposed to be these forward thinking things that the free world created and, and and made up because all these other countries don't 
um take heed to that or like see you know whatever but we have we're okay with putting kids in prison like mm. it's it's as american as apple pie which mm. is fucking ridiculous so there is i always have issues with what like you said what out my stance is always like what does the u.n actually do but i like mm. that you're saying the u.s just be like uh that ain't for us yeah but i think that's what the general stance is right and why for me and why for why my perspective is that the u.n doesn't do anything yeah because there are many human rights crimes being violated in this country i think the u.n stated that years ago i think around the time we began this podcast that mm. like the policing or the 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 way in which the u.s goes about policing black people was like a violation of whatever mm. u.n shit too yeah but it was presented that ain't for us yeah a coalition of black youth um from chicago went to the u.n to um call genocide for like police brutality and shit like that and um they were like yeah okay <laughs> sounds about right but i feel like I feel like the UN, it used to be, and this is just Janicia talking shit, mm-hmm. but I feel like it used to be the UN, you didn't want to be in bad, in bad standing with the UN. It just was not a good look. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I feel like- Was that ever the case for the US though? I don't think so. I think I think that it was to an extent. Yeah. I think it was, it was, it's not a good look to not be in good standing with the UN and you don't want to be that guy. I think there were feel. I think there was a general consensus that we don't want to be that guy the un is still made up of colonizing ass niggas you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. it's not it's not some utopia of everybody you know the dr king's dream you know what i'm saying but i think like overt violations and shit like that like you don't want to be that guy and i feel like what we have going on in the u.s right now is a like the u.s doesn't care if they're that guy or not like they don't care about and everything that trump says is like fuck the u.n like he does not he doesn't care if he's a part of it he doesn't care if we leave the u.n by our own um choice or if we're ousted like there's no that is not important to him yeah i guess i don't know i don't think the u.s ever make me personally i don't think the Mm -hmm. u.s ever cared honestly I think that they cared to at least use language that made it seem like they cared. I and think right the, now, there's I think none the of that. only time they cared was right after World War II, mm. when the UN was created, and it was like after Hitler and all of this shit. Mm-hmm. So like, no one wanted to look like that motherfucker. Okay. But I think five, ten years after that, where it was like no one doing like mass genocide in those white places, that okay. it was like okay, mm-hmm. all right, it's fine. That's what I'm saying. So Nobody then, wants to be that guy. Mm-hmm. No, no one wanted to be Hitler. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. I don't think it was like no one wants to be like that guy because that guy existed mm. in other countries that weren't a part of the new. Like, okay. if you like, if you actually cared, I think they just didn't want to be Hitler. We want to look like that we're mm. doing something so Hitler doesn't come again and there's no next Hitler and blah blah mm. blah blah blah. And that kind of faded. That like mm-hmm. a specific guy. They didn't right. Want to be, right. Okay. Like, like that. That person yeah there. that person okay. so yeah so i'm like there's kind of no resolve to this because like i said this was revealed in 2016 we are entering 2020 so that yeah. is nearly 40 years and um we still have the highest incarceration rate of children and there's mm-hmm. nothing being done to um remedy that deter that make that not be a thing we are the in the, eye, in the eyes of the un like we're breaking a, a law mm-hmm. and um it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing yeah, really matters. It doesn't. And I was, I looked, I Googled Anyone to look for some. <laughs> Nothing really matters. 
know, we should do a musical. Um, <laughs> oppression musical. And I look. I did some Google to look for some follow up articles to see if there's like other like. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no. So um, there's just some factoid information for wow. y'all to um, digest. Wow. And um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, children are in jail. That sucks. I was about to break into song. All right. Well, I'm sure they've had enough of that. <laughs> um, Teach them well and let them lead the way. <laughs> okay. Well, after that, a low note of kids being incarcerated. Yeah. And now that you're going to be thinking about this, when you put little Rashawn to bed tonight, that there's, you know, mad of the kids locked up. Oh. They won't let them out. Okay. Let's um get to something, I guess, more positive. That's it not is. a good transition. I don't know. Yeah, but like, I don't why know do what you a sound good, like that? You're such an empath. Yeah, I'm feeling <laughs> I all of it. I have to stick in there. I have to. I don't know what a good transition is. But okay, let's get into some pay black women. Yeah, let's do that. Give me your fucking money. So pay black women um, is when we highlight a black women-owned business a black women owned initiative, a black woman run nonprofit or some shit that needs our money. And we also include indigenous women in this segment. segment. So black or indigenous women in any type of financial need yep. or black and indigenous women run businesses yep. or whatever. It could just be somebody who needs lunch money for the week. Mm-hmm. Like you could send us that information. As long as we can verify that this person is a black or indigenous woman, send a blood sample and it's fine. No, we're just kidding. We don't really we'll require send a sample to Janina. Yes, we'll do that. And <laughs> she can test the DNA. But yeah. um yeah, we don't do all that. We just need some information. I need to no, something. Yeah. Something. Somebody hit us up like, hey, me and my friend, we both need money. Like, are y'all black even? <laughs> like, I don't like are you black? Are you are something? You? Usually I can like click a website or somebody's something, ad. Something. something. I'm like, I was like going with it because I, I feel like we shouldn't something that we don't do here. We don't you you don't need to like send us why you need it and yeah, all this shit or whatever exactly. so we usually it's like okay whatever just send us your info but could you send us your info though yeah could you send us some information we kind of want to be responsible with our access absolutely in this segment of course we include uh trans women cis women we also include uh non-binary afab folks mm-hmm. and that is our pay black women Ew. segment so jay who, Yo. who the fuck we paying all people? right so this was actually sent uh to us by longtime homie and listener missy so thank you so much we appreciate you um this is a gofundme for a black trans woman from the bronx Ew. bx all day that's right bx stand up okay don't sit down don't sit down I mean, we always working anyway. Because we don't get a seat. It's too expensive, and Yankee we have to Stadium travel too anymore. far to get Motherfuckers wherever. So. Want to fucking gentrify so we're always shit. fucking standing, either working Fuck. or standing on the fucking train. Shit. Anyway, whatever, whatever. <laughs> so this is for a black woman from the Bronx who is trying to go black back to school, mm-hmm. and we want to help support her in this fund, and we are asking you to help her as well. So this is for a GoFundMe called Gia's Return to College Fund. And I'm going to read a little bit of this. Okay. So Gia Love is a trans woman of color from New York City and of color. This is me ad-libbing. She's yeah. a whole ass black Because I was about to say, she black. She black. All right? She black. <laughs> black. <laughs> oh, gosh. It was brewing in my body. Yeah, that, that's uh, <laughs> it's 
funny. This, this is a trigger. <laughs> All right. Oh, gosh. Ain't no thing. Ain't no thing. <laughs> All right. So, Gia in Love is a whole ass black woman from New York City. She's an active member of the house and ballroom community with specific notoriety in the Kiki scene. Gia was a principal subject in the, te- in the Teddy Award winning documentary Kiki. Gia's work in the Kiki Ballroom community has extended from community activism to providing HIV and STI prevention services for at-risk LGBTQ youth. Gia lives her life as a courageous black woman of trans experience who overcame adversity by living in her truth unapologetically and authentically. Gia is now a program coordinator at Columbia University's Mailman School of Public Health in the Spatial Epidemiology Lab. I said it. You did it. I said, I said epidemiology. That took some tries on the back end. Okay. She actually was like, is that that word? I'm like, girl. Who are you asking? Right. Yeah. Well, I needed help. Okay. <laughs> she is determined to bring the voice and experience of black trans women to research by leaning on her personal and professional experiences to guide her practice. Gia Love is raising funds to support her efforts in finishing her bachelor's degree. Gia was enrolled in City College during the early days of her gender transition. Due to many acts of transphobia and the mounting social issues she experienced as a result of her transition, she was forced to stop going to school in order to tend to her mental health. She's decided to start with community college in her transition to a four-year institution. Gia will have a lot of expenses to handle because of her academic standing at her last institution, which will disqualify her from receiving financial aid until she gets in good academic standing. Gia will be enrolling at Borough of Manhattan Community College full-time while continuing her work at Columbia's Mailman School of Public Health full time she is determined to finish what she has started and be a beacon of hope for black trans women who want to pursue higher education it is important that gia calls on the community to help support her journey she needs our help she also puts a breakdown of um her expenses yeah so you know like what this money is for and then says that all funds that are raised will go towards Gia's educational needs if there's money left over it'll be used for future semesters mm-hmm. there's a video attached if you want to check it out but most of the information is here in yeah. the text so mm-hmm. you can check that out and we'll leave the link to Gia's GoFundMe in the show notes please help support Gia go back to school yo right. that's dope man when you pay a black woman you pay the world cause our contributions are fucking endless they yo. are they are fucking endless they really are we can't help being magical Negroes. It's fucking right? annoying, y'all. It is. We just be magical by accident. Yeah. Like, I wasn't even trying, trying to help, to help you, you. Like, I wasn't. It just happens like that. The fuck. Mm. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it here. I want to go, go home. I want to go home. <laughs> All right. So that was this week's Pay Black Women. Like we said, if you have a Pay Black Women suggestion, you can hit us up on our T-mail at tweetwithqueenandj at gmail.com. All right, let's get into the pit. Let's let's do it. Everybody strap in. We're about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. So, the pit is when we throw people, places, and things into the fiery pit. Yeah, if you fuck with our if black you fuck joy. With our black joy. Yep, people, places, and things that are trying to fuck with or deter our black joy. And our black joy is highly important. We throw you in a pit and then we look down and be like, I did this to you. You see my face? Remember this face? Okay. I always wanted to be a gangster to do that, but I'm not a gangster at all. Uh-huh. So. 
Okay. Sorry. It just had me thinking about um, Stephanie. We were talking about podcasting. Um, we went to a bunch of like podcast holiday parties. Mm-hmm. And in between, we were just talking about podcasting. And Stephanie talks like podcasting, like talks about podcasting like it's the crack game. <laughs> right. no, this Yo, so what you gotta do what you gotta do see all of them yo all of them be fronting yo all of them all of them be pretending to da 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 but they what all, we could do they all be fronting on their what buddy. we could do all you gotta do is da 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 I was like yo wow <laughs> <laughs> no but that is how it's tough for me podcasting yo anyway it's real out here in these streets it's very real it's very real oh, yes so uh the pit who are we throwing in the pit this week so Queen? we are throwing in a pit a gang of light-skinned motherfuckers oh, and yet again i am embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> so which light-skinned perpetrators are going a to the pit this week gang yo? of you motherfuckers y'all be wilding for respect oh, my i don't understand I don't get it. Mm. I don't understand. It's a battle to the light skin top. It is. It dead ass is. So I'm throwing in a we we are throwing in a pen. Amanda Seals, Mm. Kenya Kenya Barris, Mm. and Lynn Manuel Miranda. I'm just saying that because right now I don't like. Manuel, it wilds me the fuck out. I think it's Lin Manuel. I think I'm sure Miranda. I'm saying that because I don't like him right now. Oh, I would, okay. I would have just if we were talking about him and Jess. Mm-hmm. I would just just said the way I pronounce it. Right, right, right. I'm just saying that because I don't that fuck. That is funny. Lin Manuel. All right. So these are the names of a bunch of light skinned folks that you might not know who they are. Yes. Um. You you want me to tell people who they are? You want me you to do it? Yeah, you can do you it. Go. All right. So Amanda Seals, for those of you who don't know, is a I would call her a catch-all entertainer which ain't no shame in that mm-hmm. she performs she sings she does comedy she does one woman shows and shit like that yeah. you are probably most familiar with her she plays tiffany on insecure yeah she plays tiffany on insecure plays like she the light skin character too. yes she was um, a child actor she was in videos in the 90s singing and shit yeah um she was a part of floetry i at still some point. don't understand that moment um i'm unfamiliar with that but yes i, I like that your memory was like i'm not yeah i didn't receive that I'm my not, body rejected i'm not that. retaining that yeah um but i would also say that she is a social media nigga in addition to that so she like has also ass. yeah she dead also ass. leverages social media to propel her career yes. which is nothing no wrong with that, that. Yeah, yeah no shame in that at all except for when you're being sensational or violently light-skinned yes nothing wrong with being light-skinned hey hey i'm light-skinned <laughs> jay's light-skinned okay full disclosure listen, there's listen. a light skin in the room listen listen i'm light-skinned <laughs> I'm tall. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Y'all understand. Me. Yeah, it's not. There's no shame in that. But I think I think that um, for any type of privilege that anyone has, there's a way that that privilege can be leveraged uh, for toxicity. Yeah, and can be leveraged to abuse other people. And uh, anyway, similarly to the people we were talking about on the top of the show who capitalized on anti-blackness. right, right, right. And so that's why we're here. So that's who Amanda Seals is. Kenya Barris, for those who don't know, is the I think he's like the writer creator of Blackish. Mm-hmm. And and uh, executive producer of like some other shows, Grownish, Mixedish, other shit. So he's he's created uh, black uh, content. Yeah, yeah, he has. And Lin Manuel Miranda. Miranda. <laughs> I like three names. I'm gonna add another name to my shit. You have another name. I know, but I'm gonna make it three. Like I'm gonna say all three. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm like my full government. You have another name. Yeah, I think I might change one of them for fun. Anyway. <laughs> 
So Lin-Manuel Miranda is uh, Miranda. Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> is he is the creator of Hamilton. Yeah. It was a good Broadway play. It nice was, run. It was a lot of rapping. I didn't think I would enjoy it. I didn't know Me you and could. Saul went to the play. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to see so many people of color singing and, 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 and performing the at the theater. It's not yeah. usually my cup of tea. At, at it's all. not my cup of tea. Totally. But I was there. And something about the way this, this man, Lin-Manuel Miranda, yeah. He looks like a white man, but they say he's a Puerto Rican. Yes. Right? He's a yes. Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Lin Manuel Miranda <laughs> is the creator of Hamilton. He also does now a lot of the music for uh, the Disney, a lot of Disney films. He uh-huh. did the music for Moana. He, I don't know if he did music for um, Coco. Maybe I'm just making assumptions because Spanish speaking. Racism. But, yeah. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, but he's kind of a big deal. He's kind of a big deal. Yeah. So yeah, they he, like him. Yeah. More notably, he is the um, creator of Hamilton. He's also the creator of In the Heights, which was a play. I think it was off Broadway and then yeah, Broadway. And yeah, now the Whites about found to be him. A film. And yeah. then it was on Broadway. Lynn Manuel Miranda. Miranda. All right. So why are we <laughs> I here? I like when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it now that my voice is raspy that I can really get into it. I can really get into it. That um, was fun. So we're here because these motherfuckers is wilding. Mm-hmm. Right, wilding. with wilding, with their colorism, mm-hmm. with their anti-blackness, yeah. and it's just like all just came down, mm-hmm. and it was two week span, and it's like, what is? And wrong? these are these are all quote unquote people of color, even though Lin Manuel is, is white, a white Italian, of sorts. but yeah, a he's Italian. a TV Italian, which means that even though he's even ethnic. though he's <laughs> <laughs> like to say ethnic, okay, even though he's Latinx, he could pass as white on TV white person, if yes. he had. He could pass as white to if he uh, didn't wear those people. those shirts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> racism. I know racism. All right, my bad. We're not supposed to be racist. Okay, what you got? Just throw them in the pit. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, these week this week they're not even this week. This past two weeks, these motherfuckers been wilding. So I'm gonna start with Lin Manuel Miranda. Miranda. So two weeks ago, he released the trailer for the Inner Heights movie. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen it play, but it's like, okay, um, I see like non-white people doing something. Mm-hmm. Let me look at the trailer. Yeah, Let me see what and it this is. is based on Washington Heights, which, which is, is a, a neighborhood, neighborhood in, in, in New York, York City. In Manhattan. Yeah. And I've, and I've been to the Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, the Heights is like an extension of the Bronx. It's right. like right there. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you know. All right. That's mm-hmm. where back in the day before gentrification, where all the popping nutcrackers, you could find those there. Yes. You could find a Nemo's there too. Mm-hmm. Only the real ones know about Nemo. What is a Nemo? It is a nutcracker with an uh, e pill in it. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Good God. This is why people don't like us. <laughs> okay. This is why people don't like us. We do drugs? And don't respect our praxis. Because um, we know where to get where the good nutcrackers yes, and Nemo's used to be. Yes, yes. And you couldn't yes. find your way home. That's why. Wow, wow. That's. A, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's what it was. <laughs> if you don't know what a nutcracker is, Google nutcracker beverage. <laughs> Carry on. All oh, those are times mm-hmm. my twenties, man. Mm. So anyway, wow. right. So I don't. I don't think those spots are there anymore. But anyway, okay. that's what you could. Like, y'all think y'all drinking nutcrackers now? They had sizes. It was Mm, a good time. mm -hmm. Like, I remember one time. Okay. Anyway, I'm like doing nostalgia shit. Okay, anyway. Mm -hmm. Inside joke. My bad. People in here who are not from New York. Okay, Mm -hmm. anyway, right? So, I'm like, okay, let me tap into this. I am connected to the Heights in somehow, some way. So, let Mm -hmm. me, you know, see Mm -hmm. this. 
I had already saw a bad Dominican yelling at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't retweet the trailer. She just talked about Hello. it because she's she not had, a sensationalized bitch. To say, yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She has meat, mm-hmm. right? So anyway, so I'm like, let me let me see the trailer. I see the trailer, and they're just light skinned people. <laughs> <laughs> throughout the whole fucking trailer wow. now if you've been to the fucking heights mm-hmm. right that is a very black ass spanish speaking place yeah. mm-hmm. in new york city right. like there's a mixture of of dominicans and puerto ricans that's like i don't know what that mixture is now because of gentrification but that was a concentration especially when this thing was especially when this um piece was happening mm-hmm. was back then like it right. wasn't that, that play was out in like the early 2000s or mm-hmm. some shit like that mm-hmm. so like and it was based on growing up in the heights exactly right so that is the time when the when it was mostly puerto rican mm-hmm. and dominican folks yeah. there i worked i worked summertime in um did you get a nemo <laughs> i did not get a nemo i was working with children <laughs> oh yeah um, yeah but i worked i worked uh summer camp we did camp it was like summer camp in the park for kids who like weren't in summer camp so it was like kids every day who would be in the but park like, and we okay. just did activities and yeah. shit with them and you had to it was helpful that i at the time i understood and spoke more spanish than i do now uh-huh. now it's like i don't know where or who i am yeah. but at the time <laughs> especially because i was that was it every day, day it's like yeah you could be there and not have to speak english, english at all, all day yep. like not speak mm-hmm. english all day or whatever yep. but my experience color wise there is me even though i'm light-skinned i am I'm not that light-skinned you know what i'm saying so like i am markedly like i'm clearly black yeah and People would still come up to me and speak Spanish. Like that, it was no like it was no. And you question. mean clearly black? Like clearly maybe like no. No, go ahead, I go mean ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean clearly yeah, yeah, black. I'm it. clearly of African descent. Yeah, like yeah. all of my physical markers are of blackness. I'm just like a little bit lighter, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, and people would come up to me and speak Spanish. And so there was no people would come up to you and speak Spanish. Yeah. There was there was no like oh this person doesn't look like, like what me. a Spanish yeah. person Spanish speaking person looks, looks like, like because to uh what we see in white media is that spanish people speaking people look like swarthy white people right spaniards (laughs) right with white people with dark hair and that's it that's it right and in washington heights you could be of any race and speak Spanish. And Washington Heights was full of black and brown people. And I yes. mean, actually brown. I don't mean people who are appropriating brownness. No. I don't mean people who use brown as the color in their logo, but, you know, they're, they're actually not, they not. never been that color yeah. and they've never seen brown in their whole life. At all. I mean, actual, like, physically black and brown people. That's who was in Washington Heights. Yeah. Everybody I know from Washington Heights is a black person. They yes. might also be Dominican. They might also be Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. but they are a black person. And then also, like, I don't know what particular neighborhood in the Heights this is. There is a fuzzy area where Harlem and the Washington Heights are the same yeah kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like, when you get, like, in the 50s and 60s, where they're kind of just, 150s, like... 150s, 160s. Yeah, yeah, like... Oh, we don't... I don't know, I'm, talk- I'm talking in uptown, my I bad. No, you are. Um, <laughs> you are. It's like when you get up there. Yeah, if and you, just a quick, quick thing. We don't do a lot of explanatory com- comments here, but even though I did explain a lot of shit, okay, I'm lying. We do. Yeah, but but certain you, things. You do. I do. I'm like, they should just know. <laughs> we all grew up on my block. You should know what I'm talking about. <laughs> quick explanatory comma. If you're not from New York or if you are from New York or if you're a gentrifier, you just don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So Manhattan and the Bronx use the same number system in terms of streets. Queens is their own shit. That's why we'd be so confused in Queens. But 
in Manhattan and the Bronx, it's the same number system. So like on the train map, I'll use, for example, there's Manhattan and then the Bronx is up and to the right. Mm-hmm. And so you can go from the bottom of Manhattan numbers. Yeah, like you could be on 169th in the Bronx. Like, and if you walk directly across, you're on 169th. Right. And so like that would be directly across the bridge yeah. because Manhattan is an island. But also Manhattan. So the bottom of Manhattan is the lower numbers. And as the streets go up, the higher you go or the further north you go yeah. into Manhattan and then above that is the Bronx. And so Manhattan is broken up into all these areas. But just for context, Harlem is uptown. Harlem starts at like one tenth, would you say? Yeah. I think now they try and make it start lower. Would you say that? It or depends. Higher. So like it starts lower if you're in Spanish Harlem. So like people will right. be on like 106, 100 on the east side. Right. Okay. That's like Spanish mm-hmm. Harlem over there. But that doesn't start On there. the west side, the west that's side, still considered like, upper east yeah. side. For me, Harlem on the west side starts with Foster Projects is at. That's okay. right on 110. <laughs> okay. There you go. Like, yeah. Right. Like, but then um, in the late 90s, early 2000s, they started the gentrification language yeah. started and they started to call that shit Central Park North. Which was like, that's just to avoid calling it like Harlem. Harlem. Like on the subway and all that shit, the language changed. Remember when they tried that so hostage? They did try it. Fuck out of here with that shit. Fuck out of here. Anyway, right. So you you have Harlem and then above Harlem is Washington Heights, which some people do still use that language. They still call it Harlem or consider Washington Heights to be a part of Harlem. Yeah. And then above... Above that of sorts is the Bronx, up to, par- to an extent parallel and then also yeah, above. Yeah, exactly. So where I'm from in the Bronx, Co-op City, and then that whole um, like White Plains Road, Gun Hill Road mm-hmm. area, the numbers go up. So like I have family that lives on like 233rd and all yeah, that. Exactly. But those numbers are in direct correlation to coming from the bottom of Manhattan to the top, wherein uh, Queens has its own number, separate number system and... Uh, Brooklyn, do they fuck Question. with numbers in Brooklyn? Why I don't are you know what they do in Brooklyn. All of this. Why am I explaining all of this? Oh, because I like geog, I like New York geography. All right, let's move <laughs> I'm on. I'm like, what the? Why? Why are we doing this? Let's, oh no, because you started to talk about you started to talk a little bit. Yeah, about but geography. I feel like we could have stopped. I don't remember. <laughs> Listen, I got carried away. I got carried away in my explanatory karma. I actually am, yo. I do this with visitors all the time. They're like, I didn't ask about this. I just asked. Yo, a good where's the Schomburg? Restaurant. I just asked you where the mm-hmm. Schomburg was, and that's that's all mm-hmm. I need to know. I'm sorry. Meanwhile, you fucking tell them that fucking the pan pan used to be across from Schomburg. That Alicia Keys did the video in, and that's where the Tiger Man lived. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that man down there, he got a live anaconda in his apartment. The Schomburg is on 135th. All right, let's 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 move on. Okay, 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 okay. You brought us here. Sorry. Um What was my point? Uh I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. You said there's a blurry area, Washington Heights, where Washington Heights, Heights and Harlem, Harlem meet. So yeah, like okay. there's there's black but my point is that there is blackness mm. oh dark yes, skinness yes yes throughout the heights right. harlem used to be the like one of the highest concentrations of black people yes. in the world right there that's not you don't get off that train mm. in any washington high space and being white and being a sea of white yeah mm. or lighter skinned people mm. Mm. that's not the narrative yeah. of Washington Heights. So looking at that and seeing that was just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. What What is this? And it also made me think about when you said you went to see Hamilton and you kind of had some discomfort when it oh. came to like some of the... Yeah, I went to see Hamilton uh, maybe two years ago and they were... The cast, I would say, was a range of colors except for the women. The women were well, all light, light skinned. The women mm-hmm. were all like my, com- my, com- my complexion or lighter or to the point where like they just all look the same mm-hmm. color 
regardless to whether I read them as black or read them as white. Yeah. They were just this all even Kardashian tan. Yeah. Um, and that made me uncomfortable in a show that was otherwise diverse in color. Yeah. There were dark skinned black men in the cast. There were lighter skinned black men. There were um, different shades. There was color of, diversity. Yeah, there was color diversity men, everywhere else except not. for the women. The women were all this shade of light skin. And that was that was to me not representative of what Hamilton claims to be about yeah. this diverse cast of people telling this American story. You yeah. Know? Um, so it made me go back to that. So just um, you're wilding. Mm-hmm. That is not the geographic. That is not the look of the Heights. Like mm-hmm. looking at that trailer, I was like, what? Where is this place? Yeah. This is, where is this place? That is not New York. And I, I'm a person who likes to see New York on my TV screen, mm-hmm. on movie screens. I like to see that shit. Mm-hmm. Where was that place? The Afro Latinx people that they had in the trailer, they look whiter than I ever seen them look. We're like, yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Huh? It wasn't even like a paperback test. It was like the notebook paper the, the test. White like the, the white notebook. sheets of yeah. like It was awkward. It was just, There were there were black people in it, but it was like sprinklings of black people. It like, was awkward. Like sparse. Like yeah. if you like I don't know, sprinkle of like four pepper flakes. Mm-hmm. Black pepper flakes in your grits. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. Just strange. That's not weird. that's not what the heist the is. The other thing that I wanted to mention that I think that I've noticed in a lot of um TV that claims to a lot of media that claims to represent New York is that we have a large population of Central American, South American folks, Mexican folks. Um yeah. and we never I feel like we never see darker skinned, shorter, yeah, like Latinx ne- folks yeah. of Central America, South America, like yep. that image is rarely rarely represented in media. And I feel like we all and grew up. They're only represented when they're talking about immigration. Right. Right. That's true. That's true. But which even is I faulty, feel like which uh, is, yeah, yeah, faulty. yeah. Yeah, that's true. I feel like sometimes though, even representative even representations of those people in um film don't look like the people that we grew up with yeah they don't look like they're all presented in this this one physical way of being tall being lighter skinned and the people that we see every day the people running the coco halado truck yeah like people that we were in community with you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. or whether they were whether we um experienced them as workers or whatever it's just like they're never depicted especially in in washington heights where you could literally be there and not have to speak english all day yeah that was a place where you would also see folks from south america central america who look to be like indigenous folks or whatever yeah. that is where you would see them also because they could survive without having to speak english mm-hmm. all day yeah. you know what i'm saying exactly. and so it just it's it's awkward to me to never see them represented except for um what was that movie that was on netflix with that woman and it was like revolutionary because we I it was know revolutionary it, I because we never see like a an, woman who looks like her an indigenous looking right Latinx right person. with like black and brown yeah features roma oh, okay yeah yelitsa aparicio mm-hmm. that's that's her name yes so, right yelitsa aparicio so she is darker skinned she is of a certain height she's yeah. shorter mm-hmm. like we never see i feel like we never see women who look like that or anyone who looks no, like that you don't in media about latinx folks and i know the heights is predominantly caribbean latinx folks yeah but we were still in community like there were still they were in the heights they were in the heights 
they were there they were there they were there they were there like it, it's just i don't know it's, I definitely it's weird. have brought batalitos on well i got empanada mm-hmm. is what um i guess um central american yeah. or south american folks would say from a central american looking mm-hmm. person on mm-hmm. 181st street right. <laughs> like i've definitely like i have yeah the mango I've done people that. yeah like yeah. i've 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 done that. Mm-hmm. Those shits was good. I used to fry them in a cart. Eat them. It's good. Yeah. I don't know if they still have those. Bring those back. Mm-hmm. But like, come on, get it together. So he's in a pit for that erasure of like everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit is fucking foul and wrong, and um, you need to be called out on that shit. And I hope that you learn from the shit. But until then, you are in a motherfucking pit. Yeah. Now next one on this. It's Kenya Barris. Okay. Kenya Barris, like you said, is a creator of Blackish, Grownish. Um, has done a lot of writing. Um, I think he wrote for Girl Trip. I don't know. He's done a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? But he likes to actually. What brings this conversation up is that he released a promo photo for his new show on Netflix called Black Excellence. Mm-hmm. And um, um, <laughs> <laughs> awkward. So he's he's starring he's starring in this show. So he is one of the main leads, and Rashida Jones is plays his female con- counterpart on yeah. the show. I don't know if she's gonna play his wife, wife or, or yeah. what on the show. Um, but for anyone who doesn't know, Rashida Jones is one of Quincy Jones' daughters. She is maybe the most famous. I guess she was on The Office. Yeah. She was on Community. She's an actor. Yeah. Who to many white people passes as That's a white, white person. person. There are clips of people interviewing her talking about how do you stay so tan? And she's like, I'm, I'm ethnic. Black. I'm, you know, black. I'm a black person. Um, she said ethnic? I think she said ethnic. Oh. Those t- and the one time that I watched, I think that she had said ethnic that time. But but who knows? That was very awkward. She's on the carpet, so I don't. Who knows what she was feeling in that moment? Yeah, that's true. Because that was that they started with the violence. So yeah, like, they yeah. started. She wasn't there for all that yeah, foolishness. Exactly. Ask like, me what the fuck I'm wearing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. So that's that's uh that's who Rashida Jones is. Yeah. Uh, so I released a photo, and the photo. Oh, is... sorry. My point was that she to some to white people, she's white passing. Yeah, you said that. Sorry, okay. You said that. I like to repeat myself. (laughs) He released a promo photo of the show and everyone, not everyone, there's one person who does look like a a brown person, but everyone is like very light and look Mm -hmm. very like mixed-ish, looks very like kind of ambiguously, like you know, like if you have a high racial IQ, you will know these people are black, Mm -hmm. but if you don't, you're just asking them how they keep a tan. Right, (laughs) right, right. So we see that. Um, and I think if this stood alone and it was the only piece and then he was like, this is about my family, mm. maybe we would let that pass. But you have the show Blackish where, where you had that horrible ass colorism episode. We're on a show with all light-skinned <laughs> people. All light-skinned people yeah. or beige and black Americans. Mm. And they're talking about colorism in ways that you know that the people should be like darker. There should be some um, dark-skinned people here to have this conversation. Like, just, what are you talking about? That. Then you have Grownish. You know, like, we, we, we've... Yeah, Grownish is a show about, um, like, they're in college, but there are no dark-skinned people There's on that no show. There's no dark-skinned people on that show. Then you have the show Mixed-ish. When you do present people who are be red as black, no matter what, they're like bullies. I didn't watch the show. I only seen that one scene, mm-hmm. so I'm not saying that's the Yeah, thing the commercial, the, the, the promo show. for that show was, was bad. The yes. show itself is yeah, so like really the colors. way that he is presenting this stuff makes it that it's not an innocent. This is a show about my family. Yeah, it's that, not. It's not like a one-off because yeah. he routinely casts lighter-skinned people, yeah. especially women. Yes. So he took his 
like Skin Audacity, and um, went mm-hmm. to the Twitters mm-hmm. and started tweeting. And these are just two tweets. But the first tweet is, and, and I don't know why he said and, because mm-hmm. when I looked, maybe he deleted the tweet, but when I looked, he was not having a conversation about this. Mm-hmm. It was just mad promo tweets. And I don't know. It was weird. Okay. <sighs> Light skin audacity. Did y'all just be <laughs> busting in the room mm-hmm. like the fucking Kool-Aid man? And. <laughs> That's funny. I'm also not going to make up a fake family that genetically makes no sense just for the sake of trying to fill quotas. And in the capitals, I love my people. Okay. You don't know anything about genetics. <laughs> like nothing. Mm. Like not even the bare minimum. Mm. You don't even like look at black people to see that like you can have like light skinned parents and then somehow darkness pops yeah. up mm-hmm. and you can have dark skinned parents yep. you and you can have a kid that that's darker than both their parents yes. you can have a kid that's lighter than both, both their, their parents. parents it's not like a blend your kids are not always going to be an even blend between you and your partner like yes. that's not you don't know genetics and you don't um look at people right. like you don't look at people you don't you don't mm-hmm. you you don't i think you only look at like skin <laughs> people and that's it so that was like kind of ridiculous and he's it's this tweet still exists he stands by this Mm. um so people are like you know conversing about that Mm -hmm. and then when i saw that tweet it was at night so you know i have to talk so i was like you don't know about genetics though Mm -hmm. went to sleep great great sleep okay wake up the next day to this motherfucker continuing his light skin audacity Mm. and he says i'm going to say this and then let what happens happens Colorism is a divisive tool used by the powerful to separate the truly powerful. Now, I need you to keep these whack-ass hope tap isms to yourself. <laughs> this is some checkers, not chess-ass saying. This is some fucking... Use your third eye. <laughs> third eye. The fuck is this? Yeah. So he was getting heat, and these are his responses to the heat. Yeah. That's whack. And it's like, maybe you should just not say anything. Yeah. Maybe because you don't, you obviously don't have the range. Mm-hmm. You don't have the bandwidth. Like, maybe just don't say anything. Right. Just keep this fuck shit to yourself because mm-hmm. you obviously like smoke crack or something. Because I don't understand. No shade to people who smoke crack. No, no. It's a wonderful drug for some people. Right. Not for him. Makes mm-hmm. him say things like this. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? So that just annoyed me. Mm-hmm. Like, thought, like, you literally. You're not even, when I go to your Twitter page, you're not even a person who tweets. You're not a fucking hot take ass black person. You're right. not a, like, you don't need virility to, you gotta fuck, you got this fucking money from Netflix. You mm-hmm. need nothing from my black ass mm-hmm. in these Twitter she- streets. Shut the fuck up. It yeah. is okay to shut the fuck up. Talk yeah. to your wife. Like, mm-hmm. don't talk to us. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. calm down. <laughs> calm down. Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't describe Kenya Barris as a dark-skinned person. He's a beige black American. Right, right. He's he's beige. I really don't like that that identity marker, but we'll use <laughs> I'm it. I'm saying it because I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, we'll use it because we're talking about... I don't, I don't call people about, beige people. Right, right. We're talking about... Uh, my, mm-hmm. Listen, guys. I may be light skinned, but anyway, I don't. I don't want. You, I'm. I'm not being um, light skinned triggered, but I feel like that's that's one of those descriptions. Um, like that, it holds negative like language or whatever. But I understand why we're using it in this yeah. context, right? He, he he be at the casting parties with a brown paper bag, like that's hilarious. That's what he so, does. Yeah, so he is you not. You can't be darker than him, right? I wouldn't. I wouldn't describe him as a dark skinned person. So I feel like for people who are receiving criticism 
for doing something towards a group that they are not a part of. Like you're a whole ass black person, but we're talking about colorism, yeah. right? So we're here we are in a room full of all black people. You can still partake and engage in colorism, yeah. right? So if you're not a part of the group who is being marginalized, or if you're not a part of the group who people are saying, hey, we feel like you're marginalizing this group, it's time to like be quiet and listen, right? Because I'm trying to think of ways in which, so we, not only is it our practice to like try to dismantle our own privilege yeah. and like, you know, white supremacy and shit like that, right? So that's that's like something that we do in our personal lives mm-hmm. and then we're also tapped into what's happening on social media. Yeah. If you're not that kind of person, which is fine, like you can like, live your life you can like make your art or do whatever yeah social justice that doesn't have to be be, what you do for a living you also don't have to be tapped into social so what i'm thinking of it are ways in which people like this or people who are being criticized for something that they were unaware of right let's pretend he's unaware of colorism but whatever um or or the nuances of it well he's yeah he he knows what we're um (laughs) so let's pretend that he's not tapped in ways that people who are not tapped in can manage understanding or learning privilege or whatever is listen to the group who is calling marginalization right listen Mm -hmm. to the group who is being potentially affected by whatever it is that people are criticizing you for doing and i feel like if more people did that right like if somebody says you're being ableist you're being racist you're being anti-black you're being Mm -hmm. colorist you're being sizes or whatever yeah take the time and be quiet and listen to that group i feel like because people feel like we're all black like yeah we are all black but different types of black people have different types of privilege which amanda seals will lay out for us shortly Um, i'll explain yeah um have different types of privilege and so i think it's important that we listen to each other and not melt everything down because i feel like a lot of people who don't understand privilege like to say yeah but we're still all black and yeah, exactly. a white cop is not going to see decide care whether that's I'm dark skin or light skin. That's not, not even what people we're talking, were talking about. about when they're yeah. talking about colorism. And then it's like, because I saw I was reading some of the responses and you, I was like the replies. A lot of them were co-signing like the colorism, like you're you know being colorist, blah blah blah. blah. And like every five tweets, it was a light skinned person talking about, yeah, but they're still black. But they're still black. They're still no one black. said this person wasn't. Bl- no one even said, said this that. person wasn't black. And that is because, not even because. This is why when you say listen, I want to add actively listen. So that means listen to understand, right. listen to actually hear what this person is saying, not listening and in your mind saying whatever the fuck you want to say in your head. Mm. Listening does not mean you just not talking. Listening right. means actually listening. fucking. It's not, it's not waiting actively, to, for them to finish. Yeah, it's or like. For you Actively fucking listening. Mm -hmm. Because that's what those other people in replies weren't doing. Like, no one was saying he wasn't black. Mm -hmm. Or that those people weren't black. We're talking about colorism. Colorism. It's a thing. It's a thing. Shit. So, Mm -hmm. they're in the pit. Okay. For being tone deaf and not understanding colorism and using colorism as a weapon. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, using colorism as a weapon and saying that we're the problem. And it's like, nah, motherfucker, it's you. Yeah, saying that we're being divisive yeah, by calling like, attention to it. No, motherfucker, it's you. Like, this mm-hmm. is the fucking third TV show that you're doing where there's no dark people. Fourth. Oh, yeah, fourth TV show. Yeah. Like, I forget, I forget about that show because I don't watch it. But, mm-hmm. like, what the hell? And then you name the show Black Excellence. First of all, that's fucking corny. That's corny. That is fucking corny. <laughs> Let's start there. That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. fucking corny. And then your display of Black Excellence is ambiguously Black folks. Right. 
Did, like, did you not see, like, mm-hmm. how this would play out? Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Who's on your team? What is this all about? Yeah. I don't understand. It's awkward. And then something that I was thinking about is how people in entertainment or any job, like, oftentimes we will work with people who we already know, work with people who we already like. And so it just, to me, it's like, do you only know light-skinned people? Like, do you only fuck with light-skinned people? Like, outside of the work you're creating and intentionally casting. Like he's a breeder. I, is this your, qua- your squad? He's, he's a, a breeder. In what, what, what way does that mean I'm today? saying a, I'm, I'm in, in my world, in Queen's world, mm-hmm. like, staying in this light-skinned bubble. Mm-hmm. And then I'm only going to associate with light-skinned. Mm-hmm. And then we're only going to birth light-skinned. Yes. And this is yes. going to be this, Got like, it. fucking light-skinned We're going to create this light-skinned community army. of colors. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah. Mm. So that was his light skin audacity. Now let's move on to the next light skin audacity. Ooh, this is a repeat offender. A repeat offender. Mm. And it's strange because, well, I don't know if there was conversation happening or anything. I didn't see anything on my timeline. And then Amanda Seals also has me blocked mm-hmm. on Twitter. So <sighs> I want to graduate to that. <laughs> she hasn't blocked me yet. But. She blocked me, which is funny. But anyway, mm. right. So she tweeted this and I had to get screenshots for this because i can't see your tweets <laughs> and the way that she started this too was just mad like light-skinned like no mm. one was like there was no yeah. like build-up it was just like kool-aid man oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this bust in the room so she's like, like everybody's talking about me already so, <laughs> so and another thing yeah. she actually started it listen i get it <laughs> oh my god i ain't considered the underdog and underdog is in quotes i'm a light-skinned skinny Middle-class raised, opinionated, smart, smart-ass, black woman with long hair. So, no matter the merit of what I say, I'm the perfect, she likes to do that, person Mm. for mean-minded folks to shit on without shame. LOL. Hashtag go off. Girl. Mm -hmm. First of all, ain't nobody talking about you. Nobody thinking about you. Ain't nobody like, (laughs) ain't nobody. Well, she got she's been cast as um like the fifth co-host on the real i think it is and so i guess people were talking about that but this is a person who actually likes controversy this is she uses controversy to fuel her career Mm -hmm. and i'm not critic i'm not critiquing that do what you like i don't fucking care about that but that's just people chitter chattering about you is what comes with you having a career fueled with and by controversy people are gonna Mm-hmm. like talk people want to say things and i think she's another person who uses the controversy chitter chatter to like say shit and put stuff in the ethos yeah. and so people can react mm-hmm. to her and people can like say things about her so her name can stay um in the cloud yeah. or whatever so it could like you can google her and she'll always pop up and mm-hmm. all of this other shit she uses that as a tool as well but for her to continuously be, to be so light-skinned dense yeah. is like yeah, I, I feel like this um, tweet is a little bit tone deaf, but I feel like if it was not accompanied with her exp- her, her her breakdown of privilege, her breakdown of privilege, but also like the fact that she, whenever she discusses her light skin privilege, it's clear that she doesn't understand that she has any. Mm-hmm. It's not just that oh, people see you as this type of person, so they treat you a certain way. Is that you actually have light skin privilege, and it is in practice, right? So like, if you were a if you were a dark-skinned woman, a lot of the opportunities that you have as a black woman in Hollywood who has been able to Especially have this career... Especially like this. Well, that too. Doing the, like, all these things, right? Like, a darker-skinned woman would not have um, 
potentially have had access a dark skin woman with the same level of talent yeah. that's what she doesn't understand because she's like well i'm talented she said this on instagram stories before. no one has said you're I'm not talented. talented i'm talented i work hard da, 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 da. no one says you don't right we right. say you're fucking annoying Ex- that's what we say <laughs> there are dark-skinned women who are just as talented who are just as hard hard-working who have not been allowed in the same rooms at the same times with the same rate of frequency that Amanda has been allowed because of all of the levels of privilege that Amanda has listed. Exactly. And she routinely ignores that fact and says, like, I'm I'm this type of black girl and I'm still black and I'm this and I work hard and nobody's who saying says that she she's don't not, work Who's hard. ever said she's not black? Uh, no one has said that. Who be saying that? Some girl probably when she was in second grade. But... <laughs> Um, I also feel like as somebody who, uh, I'm going to use the word appropriate. She is a whole black girl. So it's not like she's taking something that's not, let me say leverage as somebody, as a black girl who leverages black girlness, right? She leverages black girlness. She says that whatever, what she's doing, she does for black, everything she does for black girls. Mm -hmm. She, her whole thing is like how black girls be knowing and like what she, she stands up for black women. That's her that is her brand yeah. that's what she right now yeah you know, who knows what it'll be in five years when you know yeah, she's an it, entertainer it, it, it might changes, be something else to leverage right it changes for her um so that's her brand right now and i feel like as somebody who does that to ignore the fact that dark-skinned women are not afforded the same privileges that she has in the industry is really um it's really tone deaf and it's ignoring the people who you say that you are there to represent yeah and highlight do and you know how how many people you are erasing by this tweet right that is like oh well how if many they, people if, you're fucking stepping on right but right. this true fucking tweet but her thinking is also if these dark-skinned people just worked it, it, which is to me in essence saying if pull, darker pull skin people from your, yes from your dark skin if they straps, just worked as hard as if they just worked as hard as, as i work dark. then they could have everything that i have that's the problem is them the problem is not the and system not realizing and it's not me that all these privileges on this fucking ridiculous ass itemized list of your fucking privileges mm-hmm. your fucking privileges showing that your platform is higher than the people who don't have these privileges. So right. you're already on a different playing field, a different level of whatever. Mm. And then the working hard stuff starts. Yeah. Like what like what the fuck? You right. like you know this stuff exists. Not you for fucking her. you fucking gave us this fucking dusty ass list of mm-hmm. all the reasons why you that bitch. Mm-hmm. As long as it don't mean her, though, right? <laughs> you don't mean me, right? I don't have to check my privilege, do I? Like what? Yeah, I think that and and what you were saying, um, what you were saying about if she was a dark skinned woman, forget her level of uh, commitment to her craft and shit like that. But if she was a dark skinned woman with the temperament that she has, she would not be allowed. She would have been outed as the annoying bitch a very long time. Yeah, she would have been outed as the fucking bitch that people don't like to work with a long mm-hmm. time ago. She would have been outed as a bitch that like. She, yeah, she would have disappeared a very long time ago because right. nobody would have put up with that shit. We if it was a dark skinned girl with her four C hair who too who didn't talk like they with the SAT words mm-hmm. and all of that shit, and you yeah. know that shit is real. And we didn't talk about this on the podcast because who cares? But back when she was um, when she tried to crash that party that she was banned from, yeah, and it was coming out that like, oh yeah, I work with her this time. I didn't really like her. Like a lot of people in the industry kind of started to bubble about how they don't really fuck with her. She's always kind of been this. Like, particular way way. and that's that is um people who came out publicly and people who work in entertainment spaces talking to other people who are like yeah she's kind of like you know hard to work with yeah i think that the or or if the if she was not i have heard people say she's hard to work with or had negative experience with her um or that she just has like a bad attitude or whatever 
I personally feel like even though most of these people that we've heard this from were other black people, yeah. I personally feel that they these are people who offered her grace by not exposing Holding her and her. saying this yeah. publicly. I personally feel like the way that we treat dark skinned women, if Amanda was a dark skinned woman, mm-hmm. I feel like she would not have even been offered this level of this level of, of, of grace, grace by other black no, people. No. Like there's an anti blackness amongst black folks. There's colorism amongst black, black folks, folks that they would just there's see classism. her. There's classism. That's yes. also the yes. class. Yes. The yes. classic shit. All of this stuff attached to it. Let the let her be an around the way girl, actor, mm-hmm. rapper, comedian. Mm-hmm. She would have got the fucking. She would have been Monique. What's her name? Thank you. She would have been Monique. She would have got the Janet. Uh, what's her name? Treatment. Who? She would have got the black on Viv treatment. Yes. She's yes. hard to work with. Exactly. We're not, who does she think she, she is? is? She would have got all of that. Of her yes. to demand things and yes. expect things and yes. want things and but have a, fucking standards. Exactly. As a light skinned black girl, it's like ah. Uh, you know she's hard to work with, but that's just Amanda. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. that's just how how she is. You make it, you make it an individual thing. Right. But when, if it was a dark skinned woman, it would have been some monolithic thing. Mm-hmm. Them black bitches. Yes, yes, yes. And that doesn't mean that she's white. It's just that lighter skinned people who look a certain way, whose fingers you could run through their mm-hmm. hair, they are who afforded has the, the body type. She's skinny. Like yes, she said, like middle she class. Said, all those things. She speaks she's, a certain she's way. Educated. All of that. Um, those kinds of women are afforded grace that other people are not. People are black folks too. People are more comfortable being around them. There's yeah. it's a whole different vibe and different energy. And it's damaging, it's anti-black, it's colorist not to acknowledge that, especially as a light-skinned person who leverages all type of black girl isms in their work and um claims to be for black people and black women in particular. So that hoe Mm -hmm. goes in a pit with Kenya Mm -hmm. and Lynn Manuel Miranda. And I bet you they're down there working on a project. (laughs) Together? (laughs) In the pit. They're Mm -hmm. like doing a talent show for the pit, I'm sure. Because they cannot not show that they have talent. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. They're the special ones. Uh Uh-huh. So. That is funny. Yeah. So I think we did a show. We did a motherfucking show. Last show of 2019. The last show of the fucking decade, yo. Yo. That's bonkers. That is, yo. Thanks for fucking with us. Word. For all this time. Or in the new people yeah. and people along the way. Shout out to Angela oh from Canada. It's like she's day been one day listener, one listener. Since you couldn't even hear what we were saying. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Hibations to Angela, yo. Word up. A real one. Just before yeah. we even had a microphone. microphone. We're just sitting here just talking, talking into, into the, the air. Computer. Hoping the computer would catch it. Catch the sound. Oh, gosh. Wow. We should remaster some of those episodes or take them off completely. We probably should take them off. I'm tired of people being like, I'm starting from episode one. I'm like, why are For you what? doing that? Stop it. What's wrong with you? I'm off. Stop okay i know be popping but like chill stop doing that all right so we did a show yep be sure to follow us on the social medias we are on instagram and twitter at t with qj we are also on tumblr and facebook just search for t with queen and j there um send us some t-mail t with queen and j at gmail.com um donate you can donate by going to our website t with queen and j dot com that is also where you can inquire about sponsorships and mm-hmm. speaking things and yeah. all of that we want to launch shit up for the 2020 start the um i don't know i'm just trying to say some 
kind of renaissance thing but i'm I'm not fast enough um so yes those are the ways that you can get in contact with us on the interwebs that's right be sure wherever you are listening to us be sure to like rate subscribe to us wherever you are listening that shit matters we appreciate it it definitely helps us out like we said, we are taking off New Year's week. So happy motherfucking New Year happy New to Year. everybody. Happy Kwanzaa. All of that, yo. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Yeah. All right. So let's get into these hashtags. Yes. Hashtags that we fuck with. Black Lives Matter. Stop killing trans women. Say her name. You okay, sis? Why I stayed? Disability too white. Maybe he doesn't hit you. Tea with QJ. That's right. Pod in. Pods in color. Pod in live. Juneteenth. Damn. And a whole uprising, unpack BG, bag ladies, queer walk pod, queer walk, Marsh's plate, sexually liberated woman, Miss Vixen, Vagisteam, a little juju podcast, carefree black girl, Black Panther Solid. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima. This past year, we had production support from a black person named Ameka. Ow. We had editorial support from a black girl named Diamond, a black girl named Monique, a black girl named Sam, Ow. who will be editing this podcast. Who else helped us out, yo? And we had support from listeners like you. you. Special shout outs to Tacumbo, Domingo, and Dom for constantly being supportive of yes. the work that we do yes. and to... My homie, Stuart, who doesn't listen to my podcast, but will do whatever I ask. Yes. So thank we you so much. We appreciate that. We support. We appreciate you. And we look forward to uh, the next decade of Black Ass Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. Word. Tea with Queen and Jay. We fucking turn up responsibly. Ow. For me, it was like this. Like I remember when I first started comedy, at the first open mics, there was this host You'd write your name down and he's like, look, man, nobody's going to be able to pronounce this. You got to change your name. And I legit thought it was like a real thing. He's like, come on, man. You think there's a guy named Jamie Foxx? He changed his name and he did. So for like two months, I would go to open mics and I was Sean. And I'm like, dude, what am I doing? <laughs> legit, I was like, oh, I'm Sean, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm Sean, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I remember I, I, I kept trying to negotiate, right? So I was like, all right, Hassan. People can pronounce Hassan. And um, I don't know. It just got weirder and weirder. You know, I met so many people. Um, a lot of people, even in the Southeast Asian community, you'll have people who are like, this is my Chinese name. This is my American name. And I'm like, dude, fuck that. Your name's your name. And then there's people like in my community, like there's Bobby Jindal. I'm like, bro, your name's not Bobby. <laughs> your name's Piyush, right? <laughs> but he went from Piyush and he just took a hard right. And he's like, ah, I can't do that. Bobby. <laughs> It was like we had like a, an uncle in our community whose name was Iqbal. But then one time he picked up his cell phone. And he's like, hello, this is Alex. And I'm like, who the fuck is Alex? <laughs> and um, but I would always have that like open mic host in my head, like, oh, you got to do it to, to make it and all that stuff. And I remember being at Ellen and my parents drove down from Sacramento to be there. Like mom and dad are sitting there. I've been doing comedy 15 years, you know, and Ellen's just like, hey, Hassan. And I, I looked in the audience and my mom's like, kind of sitting right where you guys are. And she, she kind of cringed. You know, she left the VA, checked out of work, hey, I'm sick, <clears throat> drives down to see her son on Ellen, and she's like, Hassan Minaj. And, and my mom, who gave me that name, is just like, ugh. And I'm like, dude, what am I doing? Like, I have a show with my fucking name on it, and I'm still being like, it's with Sean. 
you know? And so I was like, all right, Ellen, just let's do this right now. Because we can pronounce Timothy Chalamet, so we're going to do this right now. And so, you know, I just had her do it. And uh, I didn't know it would be this, like, viral moment or whatever. But I remember my dad, when we drove home, he was super pissed at me. He's like, Hassan, you wasted your chance. You had seven minutes with her. For four minutes, you're correcting her. Why are you doing this? And I think that's like the big difference between our generation and our parents' generation. They're always trying to survive. I mean, survival is the thing. So just go by whatever she calls you. And that's cool. I think when dad, you know, when he came in 82, he survived for us. But I'm trying to live. I mean, I'm trying to like, yo, Muhammad Ali, say my name. Like, say it. So I'm going to go on Ellen, the most American show ever, and make you hit all the syllables.